106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. The rule is now simple. Get vaccinated! Or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. Today we're going to focus on race, class, and gender, because that's really all you should see. America is bad. So bad. Let's talk about tolerance. You're proud to be an American? You can step outside. Capitalism is evil. I don't want to hear any of you say all lives matter. Are you angry? Huh? You should be. Revolution. Hitler really wasn't that bad. Stalin wasn't that bad. Lenin was not that bad. Mao, <laughs> he really wasn't that bad. Let's talk about white privilege. Your parents are just ignorant, okay? Resist. Say it with me. Say it with me! <sighs> Karl Marx. <laughs> I'll admit, I've got a little crush. People are not fleeing Cuba, okay? That is, that is just a lie. More people are running away from America than coming to America. We're not doing a Pledge of Allegiance in this class, okay? I'm not pledging my allegiance to a terrible country. No one should have more than what you have. No one. Nietzsche once said, God is dead. God is dead. Like my boy Karl Marx. Communism begins when atheism begins. How many of you guys go to church, huh? You are what you feel. Some say our founding fathers were good men, huh? They were terrible men. We can never move past the past, ever. I'm sorry, the founding fathers were imperfect, but they accomplished some good. Get out of my class. I do think the constitution needs to be rewritten. You never forgive. See you guys tomorrow. I see you disagree with what I'm saying, Eric. Your parents have taught you differently. You see, I'm going to have to report them. What are their names? Why? I notice a theme here. There are a lot of extremely rich people who are deeply miserable and desperate to have you believe they're victims. What is that? Yeah, it's great. I mean, Le <laughs> LeBron James living in Bel Air, he's a victim. Meghan Markle went downgraded from billionaire to multimillionaire. She's a victim. They want you to know that they're all victims. It's because they're trying to distract us. The truth is that they view us as peasants. They're trying to make it seem like, hey, when the peasants turn against us because they're actually robbing all of them, we don't want them to look at us. We want to make yeah. them think that we're one of us. They're not one of us. They're nothing like us. They don't live like us. She has nothing that goes on in her life that is similar to the average American, yet she keeps trying to use her skin color and her complexion as a way to make people believe that she's suffering and she's absolutely not suffering and everyone should be aware that if you're watching this and you think that LeBron James and Meghan Markle and Barack Obama and Michelle Obama are oppressed you are a fool you have been fooled they are doing just fine that was Candace Owens slamming former First Lady Michelle Obama, NBA star LeBron James and Meghan Markle. Owens appeared on Fox News with Tucker Carlson where she compared those celebrities, arguing the three are all extremely rich people who pretend to be victims. She also mocked the Obamas after Michelle said the family lives in fear while in America.
many of us still live in fear as we go to the grocery store or worry about walking our, our dogs, walking our dogs, or allowing our children to get a license. I mean, just imagine, you know, you have Aren't a son right driving. Now, they're driving, but every time they get in a car by themselves, I worry about what assumption is being made by somebody who doesn't know everything about them. The fact that they are good students and polite girls, but maybe they're playing their music a little loud. Maybe somebody sees the back of their head and makes an assumption. I, like so many parents of black kids, have to, that the, 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 the innocent act of getting a license mm -hmm. puts fear in our hearts. So if Michelle and Barack Obama are oppressed, if they live in fear, if this country's so bad that even the Obamas, elected president twice, can't live here, what is, I mean, is there a future? Should we leave? I don't know, Tucker. I think we have to launch an investigation because I want to know which nanny, which chef, which which housekeeper, which chauffeur, which Secret Service agent, which gardener, which landscaper is oppressing Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, and their children. I think we've got to get to the bottom of it at this point. I mean, I looked, and it looks like her net worth is about $40, $70 million. Gail King's is $40 million. Barack Obama and her combined is $135 million. Let me tell you something. If that's oppression, where can I get me some? I mean, so the back of people can look at the back of their head. You mean the secret service agents that are constantly around your children? They probably haven't even touched their own door handles in years. And we're supposed to believe that you're oppressed while the rest of the country is actually suffering? Please, Michelle Obama, give some of that oppression to the rest of America because we sure could use it. Here we go. And this is Lou Benninger. You're listening to No Hostages Radio. This is episode 112. And it should be up and going on May 22nd, 2021. Welcome. It just seems like we got later and later in the day today. I'm doing this uh, in the middle of the night because I just kept getting phone calls. Very unusual. But uh, I think this is the time I'm supposed to be doing this. So uh, we got all night. It's quiet in the neighborhood. I think the heroin addicts are snoozing by now. And the dogs are at, at, uh, at rest. And hopefully there won't be anybody going up and down my block, stirring it up. So they start to, we got a bunch of little dogs next door. So uh, it's a quiet part of the evening for us here in Northern California. Yuba County is where we're broadcasting from on the left coast. You can reach me at uh, email by Lou, L-O-U, at NoHostagesRadio.com. So that is a website, NoHostagesRadio.com, and uh, you can go back there and uh, check out our previous episodes. And I write some articles that I post there, as well as I post them on a Facebook site called Live with Lou. And uh, you can see those. I, I usually write a couple articles a week, try to. And then we put the podcast over there at Live with Lou Facebook page as well. So you can listen uh, on your podcast source like iTunes or whatever, Google, whatever. And then you could go to the website, Live uh, Live with Lou or Facebook site. And in the website, uh, No Hostages Radio, okay? So if you want to dial me up, you can. Uh, I won't take it live on the radio, obviously, or on the podcast, but... Uh, 
uh, I'll be happy to talk with you. I'm, again, I may be at a time difference, uh, or you can just text me and I'll call you back, 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. And um, so just give, give me a shout if you want, or you can email me. I think those are the basic ways people are getting a hold of me, and uh, I don't do all the other things, the other platforms. My life's too complicated as it is, so I try to keep it simple. Um, okay, uh, let's see if I'm forgetting something. Oh, by the way, if you want to listen to me live back on the radio, I'm back on KMYC 1410 AM. Uh, it broadcasts out of Yuba County. I think it's only about 1,000 watts right now. I hear you can hear a couple hours away in the valley hour or two away uh, but they are they're going to push it up to 5,000 watts eventually so we do two hours live on Saturday mornings uh, from 10 to noon okay so that's where we are right now we'll see the station just kind of up and going it got arsoned burned down uh, now it's moved to a new location downtown Marysville where, where the studio is the towers are outside in the county so, uh, so you can listen to me on podcasts for about, the, we're going to do uh, six 20-minute segments, talk with some clips in between if you're new to this. And in uh, the radio, it's a lot different. It's uh, two hours, uh, about 25-minute, four 25-minute clips we talk. And uh, so if you want to catch that, it's a little different, a little more fast-paced. I, I feel a little more energy on the radio because I'm not just sitting there all alone. And... Uh, so that's that. So there's a lot of ways you can connect if you're interested with me. Uh, otherwise, uh, hope you have a, a blessed life. I wanted to read read something that a friend of mine that used to work closely with me uh, here when he was in his uh, work uh, days, and he's retired now, somewhat retired back in Missouri, named Dan, and he sends me a lot of great material. I have a, a handful of people that send me material that they think I might find useful, and I do find it useful, and I really appreciate it because I don't have time to find everything myself. And so he found this. Uh, the credit goes to uh, – it was written by a guy in uh, named Bob Lonsberry, a Rochester talk radio personality of WHAM 1180 AM. Uh, and uh, so – it says it was in January 2020. I wonder if it's 2021. It doesn't really make any difference. It's a, it's a, uh, either he said it or he wrote this uh, in response to a Biden speech. Uh, if I can find it, it just jumped off my screen here all of a sudden. Okay, here we go. In a, in a, in response to a Biden speech, and uh, on income inequality. So I'm just going to read through it. I think it's very good. It said the Democrats are right. There are two Americas, the America that works and the America that doesn't, the America that contributes and the America that doesn't. It, it's not the haves and the have-nots. It's the do's and the don'ts. Some people do their duty as Americans. They obey the law. They support themselves. They contribute to society, and others don't. That's the divide. It's not about income inequality. It's about civic irresponsibility. It's about a political party that preaches hatred, greed, and victimization in order to win elective office. It's about a political party that loves power more than it loves its country. That's not invective. That's truth. And it's about time someone said it. 
The politics of envy was on proud display a couple weeks ago when President Biden pledged the rest of his term to fighting income inequality. He noted that some people make more than other people, that some people have higher incomes than others, and he said that's just, uh, that's not just. That is the rationale of thievery. The other guy has it, and you want it. Biden will take it for you. Vote Democrat. That is a philosophy that produced Detroit. It is the electoral philosophy that is destroying America. It conceals a fundamental deviation from the American values and common sense because uh, it ends up not benefiting the people who support it, but a betrayal. The Democrats have not empowered their followers. They have enslaved them in a culture of dependence and entitlement, of victimhood and anger instead of ability and hope. The president's premise that you reduce income inequality by debasing the successful seeks to deny the successful the consequences of their choices and spare the unsuccessful the consequences of their choices. Because by and large, income variations in society is a result or are a result of different choices leading to different consequences. Those who choose wisely and responsibly have a far greater likelihood of success, while those who choose foolishly and irresponsibly have a far greater likelihood of failure. Success and failure usually manifest themselves in personal and family income. You choose to drop out of high school or to skip college, and you are apt to have a different outcome than someone who gets a diploma and pushes on with purposeful education or unemployment or un- or employment. You have your children out of wedlock and life is apt to take one course. You have them within a marriage and life is apt to take another course. Most often in life, our destination is determined by the course we take. My doctor, for example, makes far more than I do. There is significant income inequality between us. Our lives have had an inequality of outcome, but our lives also have had an an inequality of effort. Well, my doctor went to college and then devoted his young adulthood to medical school and residency. I chose another avenue. He made a choice. I made a choice. And our choices led us to different outcomes. His outcome pays a lot better than mine. Does that mean he cheated and Joe Biden needs to take away his wealth? No, it means we are both free men in a free society where free choices lead to different outcomes. It is not inequality, Joe Biden intends to take away. It's your freedom, the freedom to succeed and the freedom to fail. There is no true option for success if there is no true option for failure. The pursuit of happiness means a whole lot less when you face the punitive hand of government if your pursuit brings you more happiness than the other guy. Even if the other guy sat on his ass and did nothing, Even if the other guy made a lifetime's worth of asinine and short-sighted decisions, President Biden and the Democrats preach equality of outcome as a right while completely ignoring the inequality of effort. The simple law of harvest, as you sow, so shall you reap, is sometimes applied as the harder you work, the more you get. Biden would turn that upside down. Those who achieve are to be punished as enemies of society, and those who fail are to be rewarded as wards of society. Entitlement will replace effort as the key to upward mobility 
in American society if President Biden gets his way. He seeks a lowest common denominator society in which the government besieges the successful and productive to foster equality through, through mediocrity. He and his party speak of two Americas, and their grip on power is based on using the votes of one to sap the productivity of the other. America is not divided by the differences in our outcomes. It is divided by the differences in our efforts. It is a false philosophy to say one man's success comes about unavoidably as a result of another man's victimization. What Biden offered was not a solution, but a separatism. He fomented division and strife, pitted one set of Americans against another for his own political benefit. That's what socialists offer, Marxist class warfare wrapped up with a bow. Two Americas coming closer each day to proving the truth to Lincoln's maxim that a house divided against itself cannot stand. I thought that was worth reading. I thought it was very thoughtful, and that's what's shaken uh, right now. I wanted to uh, mention to you that, um, let me see if I can find this, or maybe I should take it at the break. Let me see here. Oh, I, I got to cover this first, and then I'll go. I, I want to talk to you about uh, Peggy Hall. I, I gave out an email address for Peggy Hall, and, and I sent. I, I offered to send you a list of uh, rights you have w regarding masks and all that kind of stuff, but there's another thing that Peggy Hall's come up with regarding your rights uh, uh, in as a, uh, your freedom and your rights and your liberty uh, that you possess when you go into businesses and they try to harass you, like, are you vaccinated? Are you wearing a mask, et cetera? And I want to cover that. I'll cover that on the backside of this. So there were a number of businesses uh, in difficult states. Some states stayed open. Just a small few states stayed open during COVID, but there were some really gnarly, difficult states, mainly run by Democrat governors. One of them was Newsom. Another governor was in New Jersey. And uh, so they really hammered. They went after uh, businesses that uh, refused to close. And so uh, one of the local businesses here, there were a number of that stayed open. One of them that took real heat uh, from the Marysville police uh, was Randy Mitchell at Uppercut's Barbershop. Uh, he got into scrap with the Marysville police. Uh, he, uh, the district attorney, Clint Curry, ended up dropping the charges, uh, saying that he determined early on and he told everybody about it, that he was not going to prosecute people's criminals that resisted the COVID mandates. So uh, he stood by that. But just like down, I'm going to talk about it later, down in Pasadena, uh, the, the prosecutor, the district attorney down there in that county where Pasadena is, uh, they prosecuted people uh, over COVID and they prosecuted a church pastor down there and Newsom just got uh, slapped with, I think, a $1.35 million fine uh, by, or they had to pay the attorney fees and he lost that against his church down there. But in, in New Jersey, uh, I think it's Governor Murray and he's the guy uh, when they asked him uh, questions about COVID and things like that, or how, how his mandates on COVID were going against the Constitution. He said the Constitution was above his pay grade. Uh, so 
one of the businesses that they really went after was a guy named Ian Smith, and he owns a gym there, and he just started it. He, he was in business for less than a year, I take it. Um, and uh, he said this, uh, the first I, I saw a photo of him, and uh, without his shirt on, he's, he's pretty inked up, and he's well-built. And uh, it says this gym owner, Ian Smith, who refused to close his gym in New Jersey, uh, is going to give you a truth bomb. And then this is what he says. He says, everything the government is doing right now, this is during COVID, is designed to make you fat, stupid, depressed, lazy, and reliant on crumbs they wipe off their plates. Health replaced by pharmaceuticals. Education replaced by programming. Hard work replaced by handouts. These people hate you. Ian Smith. So you might wonder, who is Ian Smith? Well, he's the New York gym owner. He defied uh, the lockdown. And uh, and so they not only, uh, he closed his windows up. He kept letting people in, but he wouldn't let the government look in. Finally, they put barricades around his business to keep him, uh, and they started fining him. They prosecuted, they were prosecuting him. So, uh he called his gym Atlas, not Atlas, A-T-L-A-S, but Atlas, A-T-I-L-I-S. The owners of Atlas Gym, uh, they engaged in a scrap with the, the government of New Jersey. And so this is in Camden County. And uh, the owners engaged in a public fight to keep the fitness center open last year amid the coronavirus, etc. They defied the state's business shutdown orders. The gym remained open three days before it was shut down by state officials preparing for a legal battle. After defying the, uh, the uh, restrictions, the judge, corrupt judge, uh, Robert Lauge, Lauge, L-O-U-G-E, ruled that the owners, Ian Smith and Frank Trombetti, must pay $124,000. This is America, people. This is not Russia. This isn't China. This isn't Vietnam. This is America. These guys were trying to earn a living they had already taken the the dues the monthly dues from people and they were trying to allow people in to work out that they wanted they must pay $124,000 in fines for the action Luger also ruled that for every day the gym remained open amid restrictions the owners would be fined another $15,500 each day the ruling also allowed the state to implement a barricade to the gym's entrance as expeditiously as possible. In other words, as soon as possible. At the time, Camden County health inspectors had found that the gym failed. Listen to this. When you hear health inspectors, what do you think of? Cockroaches and filth, unclean toilets, stuff like that. Here's what they're doing, people. These these people are total Nazis. The inspectors found the gym failed to provide staff with gloves and masks. You, you talk about who the tinfoil hat people are. These people are creeps. These Nazi creeps telling you you have to wear gloves and, and masks that do absolutely nothing for your health. They exceeded capacity limits. In other words, remember how they had limits? You can Like the gym I go to in downtown Marysville, they have little numbers. You can only have 10 people in this huge room. So stupid. These idiots, these, they claim they're health experts. They're Nazis. That's all they are. They exceeded capacity limits and did not implement social distancing inside their gym. Total fraud, total hocus pocus, total charlatans. These people are snake oil salesmen. According to reports, the gym had covered its windows, blocking anyone from seeing into the building from outside. 
Now, that was last year. I don't know how they sorted out the fines, whether they, they beat it or they not. Now, now uh, this is now vaccine time, right? The, all these, uh, these different restrictions are being lifted. Now they're for- forcing you to take a vaccine. I just read today, I was just talking to a doctor on the phone and uh, tonight, and I said they're going door to door in counties in, in, in California. They haven't come to you and Sutter yet. They're going door to door. They started a nonprofit. The, the government of California started a nonprofit, gave them $10 million to go door to door to force people to have vaccines, to push people, to prompt people, to ask them personal health questions. Do you remember the days when it was against HIPAA policy? to ask you anything about your health or to or talk to you out and open about your health. It's none of their business about your health, right? And they're going door to door trying to get you to take a vaccine. that's not even a real vaccine. So I love this guy, Ian Smith. So now Smith has racked up more controversy by tweeting in response to Krispy Kreme, you know, the donut place that we used to have them here. I guess he couldn't make enough money. So Krispy Kreme back there in their County, they started to offer, you know, we got some businesses that are so screwed up. Uh, they're paying their employees to take the vaccine for God's sake. They wouldn't pay their employees to get off cigarettes. They wouldn't pay their employees to lose a hundred pounds of fat, quit eating so many nachos. They, they are going to take their, this is desperation. People, when they're paying you to stick a needle in your arm, holy mackerel, man, my, my parents would totally freak out so Krispy Kreme is offering free donuts how crazy is this to those who get vaccinated saying uh so Smith since he he realized that Krispy Kreme donuts are terrible for your health they taste wonderful they're terrible for your health so we're backing up we're giving you it's like giving you a shot of whiskey if you'll take if you'll take the vaccine so Smith he is now offering. This is Ian Smith, who they they find hundred probably a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars. Shoot, I'm out of time already. I'm gonna have to finish this on the back side. You got a couple clips here, and I'm gonna start all over. Okay, next next segment. Be right back. He could never do no wrong. He's an angel in her eyes. So he does just what he wants. Look for granny, cause she's so kind. I totally miss going to the theater. Have you seen any good films online? Uh, well, I'm thinking about seeing uh, the new Mulan movie by Disney. I just, I love that story. Oh, that's a hard pass for me. <laughs> Why? In the credits of the film, Disney thanks the Chinese Communist Party for letting them film in a region, okay? where there's like close to a million people supposedly in concentration camps there. What? Are you, are you serious? Yeah, it's really messed up. I was just reading about all this. It's a Muslim minority ethnic group over there known as the Uyghurs. And the Chinese Communist Party is forcing these people into concentration camps to re-educate them. And the women there are having to undergo forced sterilization it's a real violation of human rights. Well, I'm just, I'm having a hard time. I, I, I didn't know any of this. That's really, really messed up. Yeah, but what's really, really messed up is that Disney has a problem with filming in the state of Georgia because of their pro-life laws, but has no problem 
filming in communist China with all that stuff going on over there? I, I just didn't know much about the Chinese Communist Party. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, I didn't know either until recently. I mean, most people don't know. I'm just not a fan of the Chinese Communist Party. You know, they have a favorite candidate in our upcoming presidential election. Who? Who is it? Oh, you can just do a tiny bit of research and find out who. Making history, our next guest was the first black woman to serve in Virginia's state legislature. Now, she's the first black woman to secure the Republican nomination for lieutenant governor. And Winsome Sears is also a former Marine, and she joins us now. Winsome, thank you so much for being with us. Congratulations on your nomination. Tell us not only what, you, what it means to you, but what you think it symbolizes. Good morning, and thank you for having me on, Will. So I just want to say, to clear it up, I... Once a Marine, always a Marine. And also, I'm actually not the first black woman. I'm the first black Republican woman. But I'm the first uh, Republican to represent in the district that I did, which was 60% 60, 60 black since 1865. So thank you for uh, letting me clear that up. Now, I do want to, to say that we are all about uh, school choice. We must have parental school choice. I just heard the segment on uh, critical race theory. It's nonsense. And it says that it's a prima facie evidence. So on its face, as soon as we see a white person, well, they are racist, clearly. And so is everybody else in their family. It's going to be detrimental to our schools. And it's not what we want. It's supposedly to help someone who looks like me. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being used by the Democrats. And so are many people who look like me. You know, Winston, first of all, thank you for correcting me. I am very well aware that once a Marine, always a Marine. I don't know how former Marine came out of my mouth, so I appreciate you <laughs> correcting me on that. You know, but, but I don't know. Popular culture, mainstream media would lead us to believe that if you are black and a Republican, you are an aberration. You are somehow outside the norm. But everywhere I look, there are people like you, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, who, of course, is a minority as well. Caitlyn Jenner, a transgender woman, is running as a Republican to replace Gavin Newsom as governor of that state. Why do we assume that if you are a minority, you must be a Democrat? Well, because, you know, it is uh, evidential that there is some fact to that, but we are moving away from that because we're understanding what we call the okey-doke is in play. I don't know if uh, you all remember that Ice Cube had asked for a meeting with Biden, and he said, later, see me later, after the election, and he asked for the same meeting with Donald Trump. Donald Trump said, bet, let's meet now. And so, you see, we understand what's what. And we are not going to take it anymore. We are moving away. We're moving back, actually, to our roots. I just uh, reminded our Republican Party that the very first Republican convention after the Civil War was held in Virginia in a black church, in a black church. Imagine that. And so we value everything that everybody else values. And in fact, it's not just black people who are coming back to the Republican Party. It is Asians and Latinos. Right. And I'm an immigrant, so I understand that experience as well. We want freedom. We want liberty. We don't want anyone to tell us what to do either. Really quickly, Winston, I have like 30 seconds left, but you say something interesting. You said you want to make the case to people who are conservative but don't yet realize they are Republican. Tell me how you make that case. Because, you see, um, we want, again, school choice. We want to ensure that we're not trapped in schools 
that are, are pulling us down. We want to have the ability to move and put our children anywhere we want. We want safe neighborhoods. We do want our two-way gun rights as, as well. We want everything that everybody else wants, and we don't want to make anybody uh, use us as our pawn. When I go to the polls, I don't want people to assume that I'm a Democrat. We want political power. I have none if no one comes to me right. and asks me for my vote. The same thing everyone wants, respect as an individual. Winsome Sears, we wish you the best of luck in your election. Thanks for being with Thank us. You. All right, so Ian Smith, he and his partner, Trumbetti, uh, ended up, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars they ended up in fines because they're getting fined $15,500 a day by a, 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 a capitalist country, a country that has gone totally communist. People, you think, you, you think, oh, well, you know, we're not communists, we're this, we're that. We are not. We have been totally taken over. Now, listen to this. I love this guy. I wish he was in our city. I would take him to lunch and, and shake his hand. I'd rather, maybe I could get him to even speak at our church. So anyway, uh, he's racked up more controversy now. I love this guy. Ian Smith, remember his name, at Atlas Gym. So anyway, uh, he heard about Krispy Kreme's offer to offer free donuts if you went out and got vaccinated. So his gym is offering free memberships to those who will refuse the vaccine. Listen, people, this is true Americana, busting their nose, busting their chops, breaking their face. Because he's going back and he's saying, I'll, I'll give you, you come to my gym for free. No problem. I will teach you. I will train you. I will CrossFit you, right? I will fix you up. I will help you lose weight. Get in shape for free. If you, Don't hurt your body. Do not put chemicals in your body. So uh, anyway, Smith tweeted, in light of Krispy Kreme giving free donuts for receiving the CVD shot, here at the Atlas Gym, we are giving out free memberships to all those who don't get vaccinated. We believe in health. The real way, exercise, good diet, plenty of vitamin D, zinc, and an environment to de-stress. Many people, what do you think they did? They, do you think they ran down there and took advantage of that? I bet some did. But let me tell you what a lot did. They crucified the guy. They, they tried to cancel him. They attacked him in every way. That Tucker Carlson put him on the news. But he said, my, he said, my business partner and I have plans to keep people safe. So far, we think this is a gross violation of constitutional rights. The 14th Amendment states that no state <coughs> shall pass any law that infringes on the rights of citizens. Anyway, they started a GoFundMe account because they were getting fined so much money. They raised like forty or $50,000 at one point. Uh so American Airlines refused to let this guy fly if he wouldn't wear a mask. He refused to wear the mask. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, Ian Smith. You'll probably hear more about him later. Uh, let's see. What am I going to do here? I thought I was going to start. Oh, I wanted to tell you about America. Uh, oh, where is she? Uh, the healthy American. So listen, the best thing you can do, you've got to educate yourself. You just can't. You can't turn your television off. You might took listen to some conservative talk uh, show hosts somewhere in the country, wherever you are, where we are in this little 
uh, small community here, KMYC, 1410 AM, has a lot of local, uh, not local, but uh, syndicated talk show conservative guys and gals. So the healthyamerican.org, listen, this gal is super bright, Peggy Hall, and she used to be an educator of educators uh, down at UC Irvine in, in Southern California. She is a research genius. And her website blew up, totally blew up. She, she's married to a guy that's a pastor. They're just good people. They do not have a huge organization. And she started posting videos online educating people on the, on the fraud of COVID, the fraud of COVID, and the, the violation of your constitutional rights, the violation they, they, they totally punked the state of California citizens to make them think that you were violating a law with these mask things and violating the law if you didn't want to do social distance. And if you wanted to leave your house, they totally uh, deceived. This government of California is built, built on deceit and fraud and lies. Deceit, fraud, and lies. If they open their mouth, they are lying to you. I will never, ever, till the time I drop dead off this earth, believe anything these guys say to me again, even the medical community. Private doctors, a different thing. But these people that are po political medical people, forget about it, man. They are bought out big time. And it's all about money to them. And it's all about political agenda and holding their positions. Do not believe them. They are, if their mouth is, is, if they're beating their gums together, they are lying to you. And it, to, and you will, uh, I mean, people come up smiling to me and are happy about saying to me they took the vaccine when it's a 99.8 recovery rate. You don't have that kind of odds anywhere in the world. In fact, you're going to, the only odds better is 100% you're going to drop dead one day because everybody before you has. That's the only odd that you're going to beat. So the healthyamerican.org, let me see if I can pull her email up and uh, see if I can find this thing here. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Peggy Hall on the healthyamerican.org. She says, friends, you have rights, rights that you need to fight for. Read about your employee rights, about exemptions for the needle on the EEOC website, item K. And then she gives you the link right here in this email. I don't, I, you're not going to be able to write down the link. It's too complicated. Then she says, need a religious exemption letter. And then she gives you a link the healthyamerican.org religious exemption letter. You're not, there's, you're going to have to go do this. If you want me to forward this email to you, you send me your email to Lou at no .com. Then she said the EEOC is a government website, the healthy American. She said EEOC says employers must, must allow for vaccine exemptions. That's what the federal government says. Then she says, click here, watch the video resources to help you right now. Employee rights. Then she gives a link medical rights. Then she gives a link. These are visuals. These are videos. Know the state laws. She gives a link. You can decline vaccines. That means in Oliver and Linda decline means you can say no, get your religious exemption letter for employer or school right now there's millions there's hundreds of colleges that are demanding that you cannot go to their school without the vaccine 
she says, get your religious exemption letter for employer or school here. She, you just click a link. You know, if you're too lazy and you're too slobby to, to go and do this and you're just going to take the vaccine, you deserve whatever you're going to get. Uh, she says, wear a religious exemption badge for entry to stores in public places. Then she, you can click it. You can download the badge. Discriminated against? Question mark. Remedies are here. See number 12. Click here. Then it goes on. Watch Peggy's videos here. Please subscribe. Now listen, the first time I met this gal online, I sent her $100. I think she was so shocked. I think a lot of her donations were small. She called me up and we talked on the phone. I thought, what do you mean? I send you money, you call me up and talk to me? It's unbelievable. So watch Peggy's videos here. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. These guys are just regular folks. She's retired from education, but she's spending full time seven days a week trying to help people avoid uh, killing themselves by by doctor suicide by doctor is what this is. So uh, she says you can you can follow the healthy American Peggy Hall in quotes, the healthy American Peggy Hall. That's not all pushed together, but individual words. She said you can find her on YouTube main channel. Uh Sometimes they block her there. YouTube backup channel, BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey, Br- Brighteon, Brand New Tube, Facebook, Instagram coming soon, and Telegram. Uh, and then also www.peggyhall.tv. This gal is everywhere because uh, they're blocking you off these platforms. So I'm going to leave you with that. If you need me to forward you this email, just send me an email and say, I want Peggy Hall's email forwarded to me. Then you go to her site and sign up, subscribe, so you can you don't have to have me send stuff to you. You can get it on your own. My goal here is not to be your source. My goal is to make you self-independent. Uh, I want you to be totally independent, and so you can get the same information I've, I'm collecting from these various sources. Now, there's... Uh, I just uh, bought a couple subscriptions to the range called the range or range. I think it's just range. But if you put in, uh, if you Google range magazine, I just bought a couple uh, subscriptions. It's a quarterly. It's, it's the best magazine in America for conservative values. I'm talking about reading stories about wonderful families that are, uh, that make America what it is today. Anyway, it's a wonderful magazine. It's chock full. You'll read it cover to cover. And I think it's like about $20 for five quarters, something like that, a five quarterly magazines. It's a great buy. I just bought a couple of friends subscriptions. The other thing that I want to recommend to you is the Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H Times. It comes weekly. It's, it's way, it's a bunch of reading, very interesting. And the whole family can get something out of it from young people to, uh, ladies there's ladies sections there's just everything opinion pieces there's life pieces there's it's and in political pieces uh it's a it's the best newspaper in america today the epoch times uh they are so controversial in asia that in hong kong their their printing plant has been destroyed four times thugs have gone in and smashed it in the middle of the night just totally destroyed it because they're speaking out against the communist chinese so uh, Epoch Times, Range, uh, please support these people. Uh, they're, they're, uh, obviously, they need to make money. They need to make a profit to stay in business. But they also 
uh, I send them a donation, uh, particularly like Range Magazine. It's an amazing magazine. Uh, you'll thank me for uh, a guy. I, I listen. I'm not all these things people turn me on to, and I'm just passing the word on to you uh, to get a clue. So let me get back here. I want to um, find my place. That's what I want to do is find my place. I got a lot to talk about, and I want to just jam some things in here. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. So I want to go back up here and... uh, Oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, uh, let me just say here that this is Saturday, the 22nd, and so... If you're just hearing me for the first time, the Free and Brave Conference is happening right now as we speak, if you're listening to this on Saturday the 22nd. But if you miss it and you listen to this a month later, a week later, there was a Free and Brave, or there is a Free and Brave Conference, May 21, 22, 23. So you can go on the churchofgladtidings.com website and hit events and go to the Free and Brave Conference, and you can see the list of speakers and the times. Now, there if you if you're listening to this right when the free and brave conference is going on you can you can uh i think for registrations they filled up all the seats uh but you know there'll probably be some people don't show up that registered but the bottom line is wherever you are in the world you can look on live stream and you can watch it live stream and it Hopefully, if live streams working, we don't have a failure there. But if if there's a failure there, it will be recorded in in its entirety and will be broken up according to speakers. So you in a week or two after the conference, you can listen to any one of those speakers. And uh, so I'm not going to go through the speakers if you're not that interested uh, to go to the website churchofgladtidings.com. There's about four or five internationally renowned doctors that are specialists in vaccines are not just your, I'm not putting uh, general practitioners down or any specialty down. I'm just saying these people are scientists in the sense that, that they are vaccine specialists. And then David Martin is coming and uh, he, he put together the film pandemic. He's not normally a, a filmmaker, but he is also a genius in terms of breakthroughs in, in medicine. Uh, so they're going to be there. Uh, these I'm just making it easy for you to educate yourself. If you're too lazy to go educate yourself and you want to watch CNN, there's no hope for you. And I wish you wouldn't even listen to this podcast because it's just a waste of time. I don't know why you'd do that. So uh, anyway, uh, you can check that out as well. And uh, okay. I'm going to skip a lot of this stuff because there's just not enough time to do all this. Uh, okay. So um, I mentioned last week, there's a, a, if you notice anything about California, it once was a, a what we call a red state when I was a youngster and a, basically a conservative state. And it has been converted to a blue state. I mean, bright blue state, super blue and basically we have we have democrats uh liberals and and then we have uh quasi liberals that they call themselves republicans we don't really have many true republicans that are running the republican party there has been uh they're they're just uh you know kind of like back in the day you had Kool-Aid and then you you had your mom cut it down if she didn't have enough to go around so then you had really weak Kool-Aid 
the Republican Party is being led by weak Democrat type folks. And uh, it, when you go down to these different central committees like we have in Yuba Sutter County, they're really weak. And uh, it's sad, but what we're since the Trump election was stolen, what we're trying to do is we're trying to embolden. We're not going to win the state if you can't take your city and your county. Uh, we're not going to win the federal if you're not going to take your city, county, and state. And so we need to get on the get on any commission you can get on. We need to get elected. If you if you if it's an elected spot, if you have an appointed spot, you need to get appointed. But one of the things that is a is has been a, a total embarrassment are the central committees. And uh, so what happened is we, we have two uh, elected officials basically took over the central committees and packed, tried to pack them. The Yuba County committee got packed by the heater family the, and Steve heater works for Senator Nielsen, who's an embarrassment. And uh, uh, so heater uh, and then Gallagher and as assemblyman took over the Sutter County, his people took over the Sutter County and, uh, uh, and basically they just wanted to control. They didn't want any problems. They didn't want anybody in Republicans to, uh, to rise up unless they, they had their DNA on them. Right. That's not America people. That's not, that's communism. Uh, that's, that's some kind of, so, that's kind of some authoritarianism or mafia type operation where, you, where there's a system, a machine, unless you fit in the machine, you don't get there. So, uh, Tamika, Tamika Hamilton just brought up the same thing. I was reading about her, wrote her about her in an article recently. And she talked about the Republican force here, uh, talk about, oh, we want to be for the people. But when you're, if you're jet black, like she is, she's black and beautiful. Uh, they don't want her. They think she's a mole for the Democrats cause she's black, but she's conservative. And, uh, so the fact is, uh, they didn't want to accept her when she first decided to run for office. So, there, there's a Yuba County Central Committee has fallen and collapsed, and it's called the Heater. It's called the Steve Heater Central Committee because all the people, all the officers, they don't even hold meetings anymore. You just have, he said, uh, he's Steve Heater, and that, that's my brother. He's Joel Heater, and that's my dad. He's Dwayne Heater. And we just got, this is the Heater Central Committee. And there ain't nobody involved, and they actually quit having meetings. So recently, people said, hey, wait a minute, we need to get organized here. We need to, like, interview and vet new candidates and find new people to run and energize people to run and run for city council and run for school board and run for this and run for that. But what the entire party has broken down. It's sick. It's on, it's on a ventilator. The heater ventilator it's on. And so right now we only have – we have a, the president and the secretary and treasurer, all heaters. And, and even one of the heaters doesn't even show up anymore. So now we have people going to the meetings and Mr. Heater does not like to not be in total control because he's been calling all the shots. He didn't even return his phone calls. People tell me. So listen, we want to, we want to fill that central committee, which I, they tell me has 20 or 25 seats to be filled because it's an activist organization. And, and so uh, on June 8th at 7 p.m., get off your rear end and get on out to Hallwood Nazarene Church. In Hall, it's just a little uh, country area, just out six miles outside of Marysville, going on Highway 20. It's right on the left. It's only church on the highway there. Hallwood Nazarene Church, June 8th, 7 p.m. If you're a conservative person, you want to make a difference and get on the Central Committee. Go there and join others that are going to petition. That the board of heaters, the heater board, H-E-T-E-R, the heater board, they're going to petition the heater board 
to open up and let people get on there and quit having Senator Nielsen shut down the local heat, the local uh, central committee. You got it? June 8th, 7 p.m. at the Hallwood Church. Just do it. Just go out and get involved. Listen, people, if you want to just let this country go to hell in a handbasket, you're doing a great job. Just do some of the same stuff you're doing now. Stay at home, drink your brewskis, drink a little wine, watch your television, go to sleep at night. And one of these days, you're going to have a vaxxer come to your door and knock on the door and say, we need to vaccinate you or we need to mark your house, right? That this is an anti-vax house. That's what's going to happen. Unless you take your stand. Now, the other thing is, I wanted to tell you because we, oh, well, we're going to run out of time here for our second clip. We've got, just got a few minutes. But I'll just say this. June 1st, Marysville City Council uh, in, in uh, downtown Marysville, if you've never been there, at 6 o'clock. June 1st, 6 o'clock, Marysville City Council. Uh, there's going to be something on the agenda, and I'll come right back and tell you about it. Strange days have found us. Strange. You don't wear the ribbon. Aren't you against AIDS? Yeah, I'm against AIDS. I mean, I'm walking, aren't I? Just don't wear the ribbon. Who do you think you are? Put the ribbon on. Hey, Cedric, Bob, this guy won't wear a ribbon. Who? Who doesn't want to wear the ribbon? <laughs> so, what's it going to be? Are you going to wear the ribbon? No. But I'm wearing the ribbon, he's wearing the ribbon, we are all wearing the ribbon. So why aren't you going to wear the ribbon? This is America, I don't have to wear anything I don't want to wear! What are we going to do with him? I huh? guess we're just going to have to teach him to wear the ribbon. The HEROES Act. Helping heroes sounds like a good idea. The House just passed the HEROES Act. So our government doled out. Almost a trillion dollars. And where did she send that money? $350 million went to America's richest zip codes. There was no means test. There was no questioning, well, how are you doing? How is your city budget right now? Lisa Conyers co-wrote Welfare for the Rich, a book explaining how your tax dollars end up in millionaires' pockets. I ended up traveling around the country for four years, looking at state budgets and federal budgets and saying, wait a minute, what did we just pay for? Most recently, she discovered America's richest towns got huge amounts of money. They didn't have to prove anything. They just had to ask. They just had to go feed at the public trough and they were able to take money out. Politicians gave billions to governments already flush with cash. Who wouldn't like to play Santa Claus? Who wouldn't like to just be able to give everybody some money? So they gleefully dole out your money and give a disproportionate share to rich people. For example, when the governor of Nevada signed a bill to fund a new football stadium, Raider owner Mark Davis was there cheering the signature. Davis should cheer. His team got almost a billion dollars for his new stadium. I don't have any problem with them building a stadium. I just don't know why I have to pay for it. Or why taxpayers must pay for the very best. On the artistic side, we lean towards the, the analogy of a, a black sports car. It has these flowing lines. We created the, the moving field that moves in and out of the building in one piece. Mark Davis was adamant that the Raiders would be playing on natural grass. Since Davis demanded that, why didn't he pay for it? I'm not a billionaire. No, he and his mom own half the Raiders, which are valued at $3 billion. Welcome to the Death Star. The gift to Davis wasn't even unusual. 
politicians screw taxpayers to build stadiums for lots of billionaires, like the Minnesota Vikings owner. Here's this person who has all this money that could perfectly well build his own stadium, asking the taxpayers to build the stadium for them. And taxpayers keep paying. The Santa Clara City Council committed redevelopment money for a new 49ers football stadium. For billionaire after billionaire. But the taxpayers often vote for this stuff, so they must like it. They often do, but they're promised there's going to be all these jobs, not only at the stadium, but at the hotels that are going to rise up around the stadium. Yes, there are always promises that the public investment will return more in benefits to taxpayers. But it's not true. Research shows stadiums cost taxpayers much more than the benefits they provide. Politicians also give your money to companies that promise jobs. Ohio politicians gave millions in tax credits to General Motors to keep this factory open. Then GM closed the plant and had the gall to argue, let us keep the money, because cash preservation is important to protect our workforce in Ohio. So the politicians let GM keep a third of the money. Wisconsin gave billions in tax breaks to Foxcom because it promised to create 13,000 jobs. But then they didn't provide those jobs. They provided a few hundred jobs. If you look at the cost of each job, it was a million dollars. Actually, more than a million. Often politicians justify this welfare for the rich by saying, well, we didn't give cash, just tax breaks. But think about it. If some big company is in that town and they are not paying property tax, that means every other taxpayer is covering for them because fire departments still have to be paid for, police departments still have to be paid for, schools still have to be paid for. I think he's literally trying to eat the money inside the booth. This Greenpeace video mocks rich oil CEOs getting government handouts. Literally stuffing billions of dollars of taxpayer cash in his pocket. But Greenpeace promotes the even bigger cash grab by solar and wind companies, even though they produce just 11% of the energy. We will always stand with the American farmers. And politicians from both parties support the welfare for the rich called farm subsidies. A good farm bill is good for every single American. Farmers are actually richer than the average American, but Congress still gives them billions. American farm communities need stability. Politicians say, we won't have a stable food supply without handouts. But that's not true. We don't subsidize fruit and vegetable producers, and we have plenty of fruits and vegetables. It's just that years ago, some politicians decided to give farmers a handout. And once they start giving your money away, they never stop. I'm an American taxpayer. I pay my taxes. I don't understand why money is leaving my pocket and going into the pocket of somebody who is wealthy and doesn't need it. Stop giving money to rich people who don't need it, especially if it's taxpayer dollars. Just don't. Just stop. So Marysville City Council, June 1st, 6 o'clock. So the Friday before the 1st, uh, we're think well, anyway, we're thinking uh, it's been requested of the City Council by Stephanie McKenzie, who uh, was on the City Council for four years. 
She's still in the city of Marysville, and she's still having influence on the city council, but as a citizen now. And she talked to the city council about putting on the, the council agenda the vaccine passport. Now, you may have heard about the vaccine passport that that businesses and uh, governments and things like that, you're, you're not going to have access unless you have a vaccine passport. What we want the city council and ultimately the board of supervisors to pass is it's unlawful for any business to insist upon a vaccine passport. It's a violation of your rights, your constitutional rights, your HIPAA rights. They do not have a right to force you to show your medical status. And so instead of waiting for Dr. Lou to try to roll out this vaccine passport, now down in Orange County, I think I covered this last week, they, uh, the, uh, the health officer named Chow, C-H-A-U, tried to roll out a vaccine passport, and the word got out before they got to the meeting, and they had a 1,000, at least 1,000 people show up at the Orange County Board of Supervisors. 800 of that 1,000 signed cards to speak at the meeting. It, it was, they, the supervisors were so overwhelmed, they, they put the whole thing on the back burner because there's no way that they could have people speak three minutes apiece. They'd have been there for like 2,400 minutes. So the point is, is they put a stop to the, they put the vaccine passport on halt. That health officer was going to try to sneak through a passport that if you wanted to do business in Orange County, California, one of the one of the most populous counties and one of the richest counties in California, you had to have a passport people. That is Nazi Germany at its finest. We're going to go. And uh, if, if you want to double check Thursday or Friday, probably Friday night before the Tuesday, the meetings on a Tuesday, June 1st, check Friday night, Marysville city council, just pull up the agenda and see if that vaccination passport is there. There was a discussion. There was a request to put it on that agenda. We're going it, to, it's not, uh, they're not going to vote on it uh, necessarily. It's just to talk about it, but they could take a vote since it's on the agenda. But the point is we're not waiting for Dr. Lou and Newsom to push a passport up here. We're going to put it, we're going to fight it right, right from the beginning. We're going to nip it right in the bud. So listen, this is, our government is run by us. Screw those other people. Just because they're on the city council, we can throw them people off in a few months. If they jack us around, we can do a recall and throw them. We can do a recall and get rid of them in six months. No problem. We can do that. So they do not have to stay there. They are not there for for four years. They're going to stay there as long as you want them to be there. If you do nothing, you screw yourself, right? You, You break your own nose. We're going to go there and we're going to say, we are not going to be Nazi Germany. You are not going to be able to ask me for a passport uh, to tell you about my health. Or if I got the first shot, the second shot, the booster, the semi, the second booster, the third booster, the booster, triple, triple whammo. Forget all that junk. We have rights. Uh, We are not going to become the next. uh, You know, it's interesting to me. Liberals are all saying, oh, don't eat that meat. It comes from those cows are injected with all those hormones and vaccines and all that. Don't eat that chicken. Is that free range chicken with no, no hormones and no shots and everything? Oh, what about that pork? What about this? What about that? Then they turn around and they want to inoculate you 80 times. Or they tell me kids nowadays, a lot of them are autistic. They're all brains are all fried. 
because they injected them for 50 times of different vaccines. We are the most injected people. They're going to be tracking you left and right uh, with these nanoparticles they're putting in these vaccines. Listen, people, June 1st, we're not going to be getting a thousand people like Orange County. That's a big county. What if we bought a hundred? What if we got a hundred and walked into that city council room, right? Listen, people, we need to make a statement big in Yuba Center counties. We need to have a second amendment sanctuary County. We need to have a sanctuary County for vaccines, for vaccine uh, passports. We don't want any vaccine passports up here. I don't want people asking me for Jack. In fact, I, if I can find this, I don't know whether I can find this really quick. I love this. This lady sent this to me. I don't know where she got it. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Door to door, healthy future, twenty percent. Let me do some. I'll put in the world. Or let me see if I can find this. I don't know whether I can. All right. Let me see. See, let me go back here to Orange County. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we are. So anyway, Clayton Chow, Dr. Clayton Chow. So anyway, uh, it says from business owners to lawyers to everyday residents, a list of speakers went on for hours. This one guy says, being that I am a black American and you're asking me now to carry freedom papers is absolutely appalling. I will bring every black member of this community back down here if this goes any further. Another speaker uh, was just as direct. He said, this isn't communist Russia. This isn't communist China. This isn't Nazi Germany. We should have freedom. The Jews had passports. Look what that, what, look what that led to. Uh, they hosed this guy down. For, uh, four of the five supervisors voted to pause the proposal, but one remains supportive of the vaccine. She should be recalled. Her name's Katrina Foley, send her a letter. Orange County supervisors tell her to get off the council. She blamed it on right wing nutcases. An attorney and author, J.D. Vance, recently explained what these passports threaten to do is devote, devolve into Chinese style social credit systems <clears throat> enforced by our corporate overlords. Orange County residents should question why their uh, public health director, Dr. Clayton Chow, proposed vaccine passports in the first place once you build the architecture for this kind of enforcement regime it's easy to use it to reward good behavior or penalize bad ones vance said all for an experimental vaccine for a virus that is 99.98 percent recoverable okay june 1st six o'clock uh we'll we'll try to confirm that it's uh Huh. That, how did that? Oh, I see what that is. Oh, I, sorry. I just lost my spot here. Let me see. Let me see if I can find this. This lady goes goes off and threatens these people. Oh, here it is. Putting the world on notice. I love this. I've some a person a friend of mine uh, sent this to me. This is our attitude. This way it should. I'm putting 
everyone on notice. And I'm telling you, if we get our ducks in a row, we can we can live this way. I'm putting everybody on notice. If I walk into a restaurant, bar, etc., and you ask me for proof of a of, of vaccine, I will immediately file a lawsuit against you. I will file both a personal and business lawsuit for violating my HIPAA rights. You have no legal right under any circumstance to see my private medical records. If you deny me entrance, I will consider it as a form of discrimination and violation of my civil rights. I will use every law that is broken to destroy you. Be be advised, ignorance of the law is no excuse at all. I will not and do not authorize any release of medical records to any business without any consent without my consent. And I do not give my consent just to participate as a member of society. I have put up with the temperature checks, which is being performed by someone who is not a member of the medical profession. Even that action is an invasion of your medical privacy. Since when does someone working at a restaurant, bar, etc., have the legal right to make the decision about your medical well-being based upon your temperature? These actions of show me your papers stops now. Listen, I love her, that attitude. I just love it. And that's America, people. What you have, you are cowards. You have given up. You're fearful. You live in fear. Dr. Lou created fear. All the propaganda that was put on us for one year, stay in your house, wear a mask, wear two masks, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, stand on the X, don't get close to it. You have to ask permission to do this, do that. You can't meet together. You can't sing. You can't chant. You can't do this. You can't go to AA. You can't go to NA. You can't do Jack. That's crazy, people. We should have jack slapped them. This is ridiculous. We should not have allowed any of that to go on. We should just, we should have confronted it. We should have marched down to City Hall. We should have taken 500 people and just say, it's done. Don't even cut, don't even come to my house. I'm, I'm not going to do this, right? Don't even come to my business, right? They, they just scared the hell out of people. And it, we have no courage in America. The courage that fought the World War II, World War I, I'm telling you, we could never do that again. We have conceded the nation. We have conceded the nation. It's just a remnant that are willing to fight now. My goodness, 99% of the Yuba Sutter County pastors folded like a wet blanket. They just collapsed. It's ridiculous what they did. And then they tried to stand behind for. They tried to stand behind the Bible. You're going to go to Jesus and explain this. You think he's going to hide in some back bedroom under a blanket with a mask on, washing his hands with some kind of goopy sprays out of his out of a tube? Oh, my goodness. These people have lost their ever-loving minds. Oh, baby. Uh, this is crazy. I want to just uh, I want to just pose something to you. If you've ever wondered, have you ever wondered this? If you've ever wondered whether you would would have complied during Nazi Germany during the 1930s, you ever wondered that? I'm going to I'm going to help you. I'm going to solve it for you right now. I'm going to tell you what you would have done in the 1930s if you were born there. You ever wondered what it'd be like to live in the old west or in uh Elizabethan times or in another time, right? You ever wondered how it would be just, you know, you're just fantasizing about it. Well, I'm going to tell you factually how you would have behaved in the 1930s, whether you would have complied or not, right? Now, you know, if you complied with all this COVID nonsense, 
turned your neighbor in, criticized somebody, snarled at somebody about a mask, snarled at somebody about social distancing, closed your business, did all that, you would have turned the Jews in. You're a part of the, you're the Nazi lovers. That's what you are. You're all Nazi lovers. Exactly what you're doing. You didn't save anybody. Don't, don't deceive yourself to think you're saving somebody. You need to go get your head examined. Go take LSD. Go take somebody and get, you know, shake it up upstairs some. You're all fouled up, dude. You think you actually helped preserve somebody's health working for the government with your little white coat on and stuff? You didn't preserve anybody. You sent, you killed people in this community. People shot themselves. People hung themselves. People overdosed. You ruined their lives. They went bankrupt. People went, I talked to them. I don't, this isn't some theory I read in some magazine or paper. I know these people. This person, it says it didn't start with gas chambers. It started with one party controlling the media. What do we have right now? One party controls the media. It said it didn't start with gas chambers. You say, oh, you're just getting extreme. There's no gas chambers today. It didn't start there. It started with one party controlling the media. It started with one party controlling the message. It started with one party deciding what is truth. It started if all this stuff. They're telling you what you're t- going to say to each other. You can't use this personal pronoun. You can't say it this way. You can't say that. You can't bring up this. You can't. They're, they're going to, you're going to, they're training. They're putting uh, the Marysville Joint Unified School District employees, including their like maintenance people and bus drivers and not even the teachers. They're just workers through all this uh, critical race theory garbage and and uh, equity nonsense. It's crazy what they're doing over there. Don't send your kids to public education. So they control the message, right? They tell you how to speak. They do cancel culture, right? You can't say that. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, you can't say that. You hurt my feelings. Oh, you, you, and you hurt my person. You hurt my civil rights. I'm going to sue you. So they control the media. They control the message. One party deciding what is truth. One party censoring speech and silencing the opposition, One party dividing citizens into us and them and calling on their supporters to harass them. It started when good people turned a blind eye and let it happen. Listen, 90% of the people in our community are blind as a bat. They're totally clueless, letting them stick stuff in their body. They have no idea what it even is because a doctor does it. You just trust them. You're crazy. You people have lost your ever-loving minds to let these people just do, do things to you and think it's their right or think the government can come and tell you what to do. Stay in your house. They, you don't, you have no, our founding fathers gave their fortune, their, their honor. They gave their families, many lost their entire families. Their kids were killed. Their wives were killed. What? So you can sit around and eat your taco? And watch the TV on Friday night and think you're cool and you're going to live under a communist regime? Listen, people, you have given up. You've, you're fearful. You've caved. Let me tell you the difference between... Uh, t- gets me totally frustrated. You have conceded to communism. It's here, people. And it's, it's in your, your representatives are falling right in the line. They can't even spell communism and they're communists. They've totally folded to see supervisors wearing a stupid mask. It's like they're wearing a condom and they're not even going to have sex up there. 
They're totally out of their minds. They would obey anything if you told them to wear a pink hat and wear a little tutu, have guys come in with tutus on. They would have worn it if, oh, well, Governor Newsom said it. So what if Governor Newsom said it? What are you doing? You take the oath. Why would we need any supervisors to take an oath to protect us when they don't protect anybody? They go up there and and they take money to put mandates on people. Why would we need anybody to take an oath of office if they can't protect us and they turn around and say, well, it wasn't our fault. It was a state order. I don't care what the state says. I'm a free American. I don't care what Governor Newsom says. I make my own judgments. I'm based on the Constitution. If he says, you know, even military people are not mandated to follow unlawful orders. But, our, you know, the average American, they can't tell the difference between lawful and unlawful. It's like go, coming to a stoplight and you're so stupid, you can't tell the difference between what do we do on green? Well, what do we do on yellow? Hey, hey, what's red? What, what are we supposed to do on red? You don't even know what the Constitution said. You don't know what's unlawful. The governor could say you got to go screw a horse and you would do it because you, the governor told you to do that. Are you kidding me? It's just totally nuts, people. You just fold it and just go along with whatever. Because what? Because you're going to lose your job? You're not willing to even go get another job? Our forefathers gave their lives, and you're so you're such a wimp. You're such a pussy. You won't even stand up for anything? You're disgusting. I, I don't even want to be a part of it. It's, it's so disgusting. People criticize me. I said, just bring it. You just pile it on, bring it on. I don't want to be a part of what you're a part of being a weakling bending, bending over being abused by the government. Every time you turn around, they're charging you for this. You're charging you for that. Somebody told me the past Dave Bryan said the other day, he, had, he went and got a fishing license. They charge him a hundred dollars to go catch a fish. That's so stupid. We just let him just pour taxes, tax that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of taxes. You're paying taxes. Every move you make, you're paying taxes. You let them do whatever you want. Oh, well, you got to have a permit for that, permit for this. You just can't go do that. What do you mean we can't go do that? We're Americans. We were free people. We were at once free. You've given up your freedom. You're just like a bird that used to fly and sit on a tree or whatever. Now you, you're happy living in a little cage. If they give you a little food and water, you're content. Oh, well, this ain't so bad. It's so bad. You're so deceived. You're so screwed up. It's ridiculous. You got no pop. Our forefathers would be shamed if they could come out of their grave. They'd be crying and weeping over how piss poor you are. You're just such a poor example of an American. You ought to just, honestly, you, the people I know in Vietnam have so much more courage than you have. And they have no guns. Guns are pointed at their heads. They are harassed. They're put in jail. And you are just worthless. Why don't you stand up and get some courage in your life? Go down and get some medication. Get on meds. Go talk to a psychologist. Go talk to somebody. Read the, read the Bible. Read the Constitution. You've lost your minds. You feel like you're no difference in a, you say, oh, well, you know, these people on welfare, you're on welfare. You're all entitled. Y'all act entitled. You're waiting for that stimulus check. You're, it's like, you know what that's like? A guy eats his meal, puts his cigarette out in the plate, spits in his plate, and then gives that to you as your leftovers. Go have a snack partner. That's what you're, that's what you're living on. 
butts, the butts in there, a couple scraps of meat and some peas left over. That's what you think is you're, you're willing to live for that in America. It's ridiculous. You should be ashamed for your ashamed of yourself. We'll be right back. A lot of men say that they're out here fighting for equality. But we've made the decision to fight for total equality in every way. Hey babe, just checking in, seeing how that deck's coming. Well, it's great that women occupy 65% of PR jobs. We still live in a world where only 14% of Alaska crab fishermen are women. And 10% of roadkill removal specialists. Women are perfectly capable of things other than marketing, and they have every right to be down there mining coal with the boys. 50% of coal miners should be women minimum. It starts at home, whether it's mowing the lawn or building furniture. We've both been doing our Part. She actually put me on an allowance, which is pretty sweet. I've never paid for a meal ever. You want to play Call of Duty tomorrow? My schedule is wide open. We can do whatever. Some fake male feminists like to celebrate the fact that women occupy the majority of life coaching positions. Well, there's still only 3% of brick masons. Still a lot of work to be done. I encourage any man who cares to enroll his wife in a brick mason apprenticeship. Don't let her quit her other job, though. She can do it on the weekends. I promise you she can handle it. She's stronger than you think. I think you're going to probably have to pay that one. You know I quit my job. Babe, I support you in both of your careers. Some people think it's weird that I stay at home with the dogs while she's working on a steel mill because they're afraid of a working woman. Newsflash, women are going to be in the workplace. Especially this woman, because I've racked up quite a bit of debt. And don't get me started on the fact that 89% of cell phone tower climbers are men. We offer subsidies for women in entertainment, but when it comes to climbing a cell phone tower, suddenly they're on their own. Here's a list of grants for female filmmakers. Now here's a list of grants for female oil rig workers. Women can and should be rig pigs, especially the butch ones. But hey, Maybe that's just me who cares. Only 24% of morticians are women, but I guess I'm the crazy one for thinking women are perfectly capable of morticianing. And a mere 3% of plumbers? That's what happens when our children see Mario and Luigi instead of Marjorie and Louise. My ex-girlfriend was discouraged from plumbing, and because of that, she had to rely on me to pay for meals at restaurants. I stand for that no longer. Could do brunch first. No, let's do brunch on Tuesday. Spread it out a bit. I want the patriarchy dead and me dead asleep while my partner is shoveling snow in the middle of December. My wife's texting me, she says we need to talk. Yeah, she probably wants to talk about the fact that 90% of whale snot collectors are still men. Or 94% of porta potty cleaners. What message does this send to our daughters? I've never killed a bug ever. That's something that your girlfriend is perfectly capable of, despite what propaganda will tell you. It only comes bi-weekly, so sometimes I gotta get her to top it up. Are you willing to step up, or are you too entrenched in gender norms? Total equality in every way. Opening a door for a woman is closing a door for equality. There's been a... murder! Someone say murder? I'm on the case. Tonight on Kowombo. Assisted death facilities. So many bodies. Who could do such a thing? You. You could. To solve the crime, we gotta get into the head of a man capable of something like this. His wants, his desires, his occupation. Governor of New York, and it's you. There's something that bothers me. How can there be this much death and not a single clue? There's a lot of clues. And who do the clues point to? You! It's never that simple. I have concrete evidence. Well, I guess the case is unsolvable. And just one more thing. Buy my new book. 
And now, Great Moments in Unintended Consequences. Part 1, The Yacht Plot. The year, 1990. The problem? A national debt that had exploded. The solution? A 10% luxury tax on expensive boats. Sounds like a great idea, with the best of intentions. What could possibly go wrong? It turns out that while wealthy people buy yachts, it's usually middle-income people who make them. This giant middle finger of a tax plan cut sales of luxury boats by 70%, sent companies overseas or into Chapter 11, destroyed hundreds of thousands of middle-class jobs, and resulted in a net loss in tax revenue. Turns out it was all for yacht. Part 2. Who's Hungry Mao? The year is 1958. The problem? Birds eating too much grain in China. The solution? Chairman Mao labels the Eurasian Sparrow as a capitalist enemy of the state, kicking off a nationwide campaign to eradicate the species. Sounds like an idea! With the best of intentions, what could possibly go wrong? It turns out sparrows also eat insects, and insects eat a lot more grain than sparrows do. A hundred million dead birds later, grain yields plummeted in China, resulting in massive famine, starvation, and deaths estimated between 15 and 45 million people. On the bright side, at least China learned its lesson about rounding up unwanted population. Part 3. Vaccination Proclamations. The year 2021. The problem? Effective distribution for a vaccine with a short shelf life. New York solution? Create a massively detailed yet questionable priority schedule, then mandate appointments, pushing applicants, including the elderly, toward a buggy website to answer lengthy questionnaires and upload multiple attachments. When that slows things down, find distribution centers for giving about to expire doses to non-priority patients. When they throw expired doses away, find them for not using their entire supply fast enough. Also remove the priority status of frontline workers who don't get it early enough and threaten to strip medical licenses and future vaccine delivery for those who don't comply with all the rules created and changed on a daily basis. Sounds like... Come on, New York, get it together. Just don't forget to cover up nursing home deaths and blame the federal government when you collect your Emmy. Great moments in unintended consequences. Good intentions, bad results. Someone do you wrong, yeah? Good love is good as gone. Maybe you ain't as strong as you wanna be. It's alright if you don't wanna go home. It's alright if you don't wanna All right, we're in our fourth segment out of six. Um, I want to remind you that uh, the boards of supervisors of Yuba and Sutter County both uh, voted prior to Newsom lifting some of his restrictions. They voted to uh, go back to normal, I guess. And uh, and we, we want to encourage you to uh, – we worked with them to open up the meetings again, both city councils, but we were encouraging people to write to Sutter County and, and Yuba County supervisors individually. You can email them if you wonder what their email is or how to get it. The easy way to get it, easier than going to their websites, is go to a Freedom Co., Dot net freedomco.net and you just click on your suit your county and they should pop up and you could just cut and paste them right off there and and email and just thank the supervisors 
for opening up and and rescinding or uh, uh, re returning or uh, deleting the mandates, right? And the order over our uh, emergency order over our counties. So they did that. We requested that, encouraged them to do that, and they had to vote to do that. And so want to say thank you to them. And uh, if you want to say anything else to them, have at it since you got them on the line. I want to uh, also mention, out, mention that after this uh, this uh, conference in May here, May 21, 22, 23, which you're probably right in the middle of it when you listen to this, is there's going to be a straight out of Babylon conference with David uh, Strait. I think it's June 5 and 6. Go on the churchofgladtidings.com website. Listen, y- you may have, uh, uh, and just click on events and it'll pop up. Uh, there is a charge, I think, for about $80 for this. This is a conference. This is an educational conference to prepare you like you've never been prepared before to understand what your constitutional rights were as if you were back in the days when they just passed the Constitution and we just had a nation and before the United States of America became a corporation and really they think of you as their assets or their property, this is to unwind that where your kids are not a possession of the government anymore and uh, you can become a true free American. David Strait is a former Navy SEAL, former CIA agent, former uh, bright guy. Uh, I don't know how he learned, whether he became an attorney or he just studied but he's uh, accomplished a lot of amazing things like getting people out of prison that were there illegally. Uh, they were not guilty. Uh, he's got p- kids freed from CPS that were, were taken illegally by the government. Uh, he worked on the Bundy defense team, uh, specifically for Eamon Bundy. That's one of the Bundy family members, one of the boys, uh, grown men. But uh, the Bundy family, you remember, they were persecuted by the government. Uh, they've been farming and cattle ranching in Clark County, Las, Ve- Las Vegas, for many years. Uh, he was uh, the Bundys were all. Um, they beat two trials. They were held for two years without bail. This is this. You think there are not political prisoners in the United States? Think again. There are people. Judy Mikovits will tell you a story. Uh, she's going to be here this weekend. Uh, she will. Uh, you could get her clip or live stream it off uh, Glad Tidings. Judy Mikovits was held for five days without any charges, without bail, uh, while they stripped her laboratory and uh, the Fauci type people came after her. Uh, it's a, it's an incredible story. You can read all about it in the Plague of Corruption by Judy Mikovits. Uh, she has trashed anything anything I'm saying or the people I'm referring to as brilliant people, bright people, are trashed by Google. If you if you use Google or any uh, any of that all those services, uh, they trash everybody. So David Strait is a mer- amazing guy. He's going to be here for a couple days, and if you ever wanted to learn how to. Uh, Get yourself completely free of the government. Uh, he will teach you how to do it. David Strait. Okay, uh, let's see. Let me get back down here where I was going, and uh, we'll pick up where. All right. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Somebody, one of my friends who read uh, my uh, petition uh, that we started to fire Dr. Lou. Uh, it's a uh, showing people's feelings about Dr. Lou in our community. Uh, she's the health official. And uh, I was been talking about the the spike that the the covid actually instead of pre- preserving lives 
actually killed a lot of people, including our young people that would have never even gotten sick from COVID, but they got sick of being ha- uh, closed up in a in a building. You know, people kill themselves in a prison all the time, prison and jail. Do you know that? Uh, it's it, it's very frequent that inmates kill themselves because we're not designed to be locked up. And so a lockdown is a prison term. You know, the lockdown, we're going to lock you down. That's a prison term, and they're now applying that because it's a communist country. This is not a free country any longer. And so uh, one of my friends, who is a very bright woman, uh, was reading the uh, San Francisco Chronicle. This is in May 4th, Tuesday, and she kept this chronicle. It says STD cases. Now, STD cases, sexual transmitted diseases, now they call them STIs, infections. They're very high in San Francisco because they like to— They'd like to have sex uh, in the anal area, men, men, men plus men in the anal area. Got it? <clears throat> I'm not trying to be gross. I, a lot of people just don't understand what's going on. So um, the STD cases among uh, STDs have always been around, right? But they're much worse in the men plus men uh, sex. <clears throat> and anal sex, you can get STDs uh, a lot worse than vaginal sex okay and if you have an std on board if you're carrying an std you don't even know about it you can get hiv uh and aids a lot easier because your immune system's already compromised right so it says reports of sexually transmitted disease including hiv appear to have dropped sharply in the bay area in 2020 now you think oh i wonder why that you think they all stayed home didn't have sex anymore not really my friend josh who died of aids he was a, a indigenous person, Native American. Uh, he was actually a firefighter, fire jumper, did heroic work for the government. And uh, but he ended up having uh, liked to have sex with men. And I, I asked Josh one day, I said, Josh, how many men have you been with? He said over 500. Now, I don't know how many people, if you're a heterosexual, how many partners you've ever had. Uh, most people just have a handful and uh, or they just have one. Right. But. But most people don't have hundreds and hundreds that are heterosexuals, right? And uh, unless you're in a porno, pornographic industry or something like that, or you're, you know, Wilt Chamberlain said he had thousands of women. Maybe that's him, but that's the exception, right? Uh, He's a basketball star from years back. So anyway, so when they say syphilis or sexually transmitted diseases or infections was down, uh, that the intelligent person would say uh, there's something else going on here because people didn't quit going and having sex during the COVID. It said, but public health officials fear it's not because people stopped having sex during the pandemic. It's because STD testing was pushed to the side. Oh, we pushed the testing of sexually transmitted diseases. Why? Why did we do that? Dr. Lou up here pushed it to the side. Doctors would call the health department because they had a syphilis patient and they gave him penicillin, but they wanted to track down to see how many other people they had sex with while they had syphilis because we got to do contact tracing because if syphilis gets on board with a woman and she gets pregnant, the child can be damaged permanently, sometimes die in birth, sometimes be mentally screwed up. Sometimes uh, it's organs all screwed up from syphilis, right? But we're going to freak out about COVID that is 99.8% curable. Even if you don't give people the right drugs, have you ever seen anything in, in our country 
where doctors were forbidden to give a simple medicine like hydroxychloroquine, uh, ivermectin, or any of those things, uh, a Z-pack or zinc. We are forbidden in California to do that. Instead, let people get really sick, then put them on a ventilator that kills them. I'm not making this up, people. The medical community is agreeing with this now. They pushed aside testing for STDs. They pushed aside helping people that were addicts. Just a few months ago, Dr. Liu wanted to start a needle exchange program. That only works if you have a top-notch group of people getting people into rehabs. The government doesn't do anything top-notch, people. Just go to the DMV. Go to the EDD. How do you think we sent millions of prisoners unemployment checks? Gavin Newsom did. Because they can't manage. They can't even get the toilet paper roll on the thing right. Listen, people, the government can't function. That's why there's people stood up and said, we don't want to have needle exchange here because the government can't manage it. It's because STD testing, it says here in the Chronicle, a very liberal, there's no more liberal papers in the Chronicle. It's because STD testing was pushed aside while everyone's attention was on COVID. Are you kidding me? 99.8% and you're going to let gonorrhea, you're going to get chlamydia. Those things can damage a woman's organs. She can't have children anymore. You can't, What's worse, to get the cold, to get a common cold, and you're going to lose a chance to have a baby? You're going to lose a chance to infect your baby with syphilis? In other words, people were still getting STDs, but many of them didn't even know it. Do you realize you can have an STD if you're promiscuous you're having multiple partners you don't know who you're having partner you if your husband's unfaithful to you you need to have him checked for god's sake he has an affair you better start over and have him checked he's liable to cause you a big problem most countries don't yet have complete std dates for 2020 but early reports suggest large decreases in cases why is there large decreases it wasn't because people stopped having sex do you think everybody went was abstinent during covid it's it's unbelievable how blind people are just supervisors just turn the other way they just they just close their eyes they stick stuff in their ears they will not pay attention they don't care. They got their money. They got their $90,000. They got their $70,000. They got their five attorneys to go after people like me and take them to court who st- sound off on them. They don't want any resistance. Why? Because they took blood money. Oh, we, we, we don't want to stand up against Newsom because there's more money for us. There's more money. We get another check. We could, these people will do anything. They're no, no more different than a prostitute. Give her some heroin, shoot her up, and give her 50 bucks, and she'll screw a horse. This is ridiculous, people. And you think, oh, well, you know, oh, they let us get, oh, we can take our mask off now. Oh, we don't have to, oh, we get to go to the store. We can go to a restaurant now. Such sissy people. Most countries, it says here, uh, let me just turn this over. This is I love this is in the Chronicle because it's not a no right wing newspaper, right? 
a lack of testing. This is lack of testing cited for fallen STD cases. Yeah, we too tile. Yeah, we got to like chase people down and spank them because they don't have the mask on right. Hey, pull it up over your nose. Pull that. Pull it up over your nose right now. Hey, hey wash your hands. Where's your gloves? Wrapping children, throwing two-year-olds off Southwest Airline because they didn't have a mask on. Autistic kids, shame on you. Somebody should take you out and slap you and run you off. It's ridiculous. We did see a decrease in cases. In normal years, we would celebrate that. But in 2020, it says we know it's because we didn't do enough testing, said Dr. Stephen Cohen, medical director of San Francisco City Clinic, the city's STD testing and treatment hub. I bet they're testing left and right all day. So rather than celebrating it, it makes us worried that there are undiagnosed people infecting all kinds of people out there resulting in new transmissions. Listen, people, this has been medical science, Frankenstein style. That's what we got up here in Yuba Sutter County, Frankenstein medicine. We're running around chasing people with a runny nose and a fever, and people got syphilis, and you're not even testing for it anymore. Unbelievable. It says San Francisco is one of the few places in California that has released preliminary STD data for 2020. Uh, From 2019 cases of gonorrhea, that says they were down 25%. Chlamydia, about 40%. They're not testing. The people are running around sick. They're just infecting each other left and right. Uh, anybody, I'm going to, that's the STD deal. Same thing with heroin. Uh, we got people that are, uh, we started this campaign. Uh, in fact, I'll give you Dr. Cassidy, who is the health director here for 25 years and a specialist with addiction. So we started, we got so freaked out because people we know were dying, right? You think, oh, well, it's just statistics. Well, you're just playing a numbers game. No, no, no. I know these people. I don't want them to die. I try to, I was on the, I was on Facebook tonight with a lady. She's out on the street. She wanted me to give her money. She's strung out, right? I said, come on, come on, girl. Let's get you into a rehab, right? I've had two people today already. One guy just left a rehab. I begged him not to do that. I said, don't leave. We can help you. You're going to end up in prison. If you don't work with these people, maybe you don't care about them. They're real people. They're somebody's son and daughter, right? I know the parents of some of these people. It's a bad deal, right? We need to address it. We don't need to address COVID. It's baloney. It was a sham. We have never freaked out when our neighbor got a cold. Oh, my God, you had a cold. I'm sorry you had a cold. We don't like freak out, call the health department. It's a cold. It's a flu. This is a sham, people, and we're letting STD. We're, we're Mammograms, I said last week, mammograms are down 50%. That's not good, people. People need to go in and get tested for cancer. Early treatment, everything I'm told. I'm not a doctor, but everything I read, early diagnosis of cancer helps people stop cancer, right? You don't wait till it's fourth stage. With COVID, you know what they told people? Oh, we don't want doctors to treat anybody. It's so it's so dangerous. We'll have to send the doctor home if they test positive from the PCR test, which is a total fraud. The doctor can't even practice anymore. He's got to go home. So we're just going to let all the people who have COVID stay at home until they get really sick 
fourth stage, and then we'll roll, roll them over to Adventist and hook them up to the ventilator. Then we'll tell everybody they died of COVID. No, they died of malpractice is what they died of, people. They're in there fooling around about that. A 50-year-old kid could, a fifth-grade a fifth grade kid could tell you that. You don't need any specialists to tell you that kind of information. Okay, uh, STDs, drug overdoses, people just, honestly, people, we have had no, you know, somebody told me, he said, Lou, there's no such thing as public health. Everything is individual health. There's no saying, they're not doing anything with public health. You know what they do around here, public health? When it's really hot, the public information officer will come out and tell you to drink water because you, did you know? Here, I'm almost 100 years old, and I'm just learning that actually I need to actually, the the body is, in, in school, they used to teach us science, like the body is like majority water. And so you need to drink more water or you can get sick. Or if it gets really hot, these are the kind of things we pay 100 grand a year in Yuba, Sutter County, to get a public information officer to tell you to wear a hat because it's going to have we're going to have a heat wave or to drink lots of water right or get in or if it's going to be a really smoggy day don't go outside don't go outside just put it put a towel over your face and breathe through the wet towel and catch all the pollen or something anyway people it's crazy hey i want to mention to you that um we're still working on the yuba sutter militia they've had several meetings and uh, there was a training day this last uh, week end, uh, May 15th, and it was the first training day. So there's going to be a second uh, training on Jan- June 19. But I think there also is going to be another introductory meeting. So if you're interested in the militia, I've been recruiting for that. It's, this is not to go run around town and, and with some swag and a and, uh, little attitude. Uh, this is to uh, be... Uh, protecting uh protecting our rights and uh, we're not expecting the government to do their job you know the government took an oath but we don't have any confidence in that oath anymore because they don't they don't do what they say right to protect us right and so we have we're i'm not worried about the chinese or the russians i'm worried about our own communist government now and and so the militia is to protect us when there's difficulty so when when the when the Newsom people came up to Shasta County to harass a Vietnam vet that's a barber, the militia came to the barber shop and filled the shop and said, "I think you ought to leave him alone." How's about that? Why don't you go back to Sacramento, and you you can use the bathroom before you drive home, but but uh, we'll give you a bottle of water, and uh, just why don't you go on back down there where you're more comfortable because up here in the hills it's going to be bad for you if you're going to jack us around and our friend here is going to be cutting hair when when you leave and going to continue cut hair now that's what the militia does we're not going to hurt anybody but we're going to stand up for our constitutional rights that's what the that's what the constitution said a well-regulated militia so that we're going to be training and all that kind of stuff so i'm going to give you when we come back we just finished our fourth segment uh, when we come back, I'll give you how to contact and get involved. Be right back. As you brush your shoes, you stand before your mirror. And you comb your hair, grab your coat and hat. And you walk the streets, 
one of the things I tell young men, well, and young women as well, but the young men really need to hear this more, I think, is that you should be a monster. You know, because everyone says, well, you should be harmless, virtuous. You shouldn't do anyone any harm. You should sheath your competitive instinct. You shouldn't try to win. You know, you, you don't want to be too aggressive. You don't want to be too assertive. You want to take a back seat and all of that. It's like, no. Wrong. You should be a monster, an absolute monster, and then you should learn how to control it. Do you know the expression, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war? Right, right, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly right. And so when I tell young men that, they think, well, lots of them are competitive. They're low in agreeableness, you know, because that's part of being competitive temperamentally. It's like, is there something wrong with being competitive? There's nothing wrong with it. There's something wrong with cheating. There's something wrong with being a tyrant. There's something wrong with winning unfairly. All of those things are bad, but you don't want people to win. What's the difference between trying to win and striving? It's strange that the Democrats, the party who claims to fight for racial equality, completely ignores Joe Biden's history of racial divisiveness. Remember, Joe Biden bragged about working with segregationists in the U.S. Senate. Joe Biden gave the eulogy at the funeral of a KKK member. Joe Biden called Barack Obama a bright, clean, articulate African-American as if that surprised him. And Biden's racially divisive behavior is not just distant history. Joe Biden is responsible for perpetuating some of the grossest racially divisive lies in our modern history, which directly led to racial divide in our nation, including civil unrest, such as riots, arson, violence, and the destruction of minority neighborhoods and businesses. Let's walk through it. Joe Biden, to this day, claims that Officer Darren Wilson murdered Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. You recall the Ferguson riots, when Black Lives Matter agitators did not wait for evidence, did not wait for proof of what had happened, but instead trashed the city. The question is, does Joe Biden know something the FBI doesn't know? Because the FBI under James Comey, you can read about it in Comey's book, knew that Michael Brown was charging Officer Wilson and reaching for his firearm when Officer Wilson shot him. Which means, Joe Biden is lying, stoking racial divide on purpose because it wasn't a racially motivated shooting. Then don't forget how Joe Biden launched his presidential campaign. Joe Biden launched his campaign repeating a debunked lie about President Trump's comments about Charlottesville. The liberal narrative at the time claimed that President Trump had called white supremacists and neo-Nazis very fine people. But the video, the video of Trump's actual words shows President Trump unequivocally condemning white supremacists and neo-Nazis by name while saying there were fine people on both sides of the debate on Confederate statues. But Joe Biden ignored the truth. He peddled the racially divisive lie anyway. Fast forward to the summer of 2020, and Joe Biden ignored the violence from Black Lives Matter as they torched cities across our nation, perpetuating the stupid narrative that Black Lives Matter protesters we're exempt from COVID-19 restrictions because racism is also a public health crisis. Meanwhile, Biden continues to peddle lies about police-involved shootings of unarmed black men and women like Jacob Blake and Breonna Taylor, insinuating that police are fundamentally racist, which both studies and data show is a lie. Speaking of which, Joe Biden also chose as his vice president, Kamala Harris, a woman who said she was proud of Jacob Blake after Blake resisted arrest, brawled with cops, tried to assault police with a knife in his car, and Kamala Harris took Jacob Blake's side over the cop who shot him, 
because of race. And Joe Biden did not disavow that racism attached to his campaign. So make no mistake, when Joe Biden promises to heal the racial divide in our nation, he is lying. The truth is, Biden perpetuates it. All right, so the militia, if you want to if you're interested in and you fill out a little form, give your your name, your your name and your numbers, uh contact information is only kept locally so we can get a hold of you to be involved. That's it. So we're not we're not a part even though they call it the state militia, California militia. It's not uh, nobody at the state is involved. So uh you can reach uh Courtney Courtney, C-O-R-U-T-N-E-Y, Courtney, just like a tennis court with N-E-Y on the end, at churchofgladtidings.com. If you email her uh, and just say, hey, I want to be involved in the militia, how do I do that? Or you can just give her a call at six, uh, 530-671-3160. Now, this isn't just for Yuba Sutter. They call it the Yuba Sutter Militia, but if you're from Nevada County, any of the surrounding counties, you can plug into this until there's one in your county. And then maybe you'll break off into your own group, but we'll have some, uh, you know, the training meetings, anybody can dip into, like some of our people are going up to Shasta County and training. So, uh, so that we'll get the information. There's just a starter uh, form to fill out and tell, tells about you, what you're interested in, what your training is. So you can be a male, a female, a young person, a really old person like me. Uh, you can be in great shape or you can be really out of shape and there's a place for everybody. So there's, we need people that are going to be supply people, food people, administrative people, uh, communications people, and not everybody's going to be, you know, uh, training in in uh, some kind of going out and doing some sort of ex- exploit. We're going to make ourselves available to law enforcement. We're supportive of law enforcement, but not getting their way. But if they need us for some kind of an event or a big big situation, emergency, we're we're available. So. Uh, Again, there's going to be a second training on June 19th, but I don't know what I don't know a date of another where they bring in new people and explain what it's all about. But we can bring in people individually. So a guy named John Tade, T-A-D-E, not T-A-T-E, but T-A-D-E, former uh, Marine, or I guess you're never former Marine, but served formerly active in the Marines for years and then uh, transferred into the National Guard, served there for years, did a career between the two, full career, and now he's a teacher, school teacher, okay? The other thing that you might be interested in is this summer, when you're looking at uh, something for your kids to do, uh, is, you know, a lot of times Churchill will have camps, and they'll go away for camps and, and do all that kind of stuff for a week or two. But instead, because of the difficulties with COVID and people being tight on money, and all those kind of things is uh, the Church of Glad Tidings is putting on <clears throat> what they call Roar R O A R, and it's a uh, every Wednesday starting on June second, coming up right away, from nine to twelve thirty. Nine to twelve thirty, every Wednesday from June second to August twenty fifth. So it's June, July, and almost all of August. Okay, so three months that takes you right up to school again. That means one half day a week, 
Uh, you can drop your children off at Church of Glad Tidings, 1179 Eager Road, uh, just north of Yuba City, or the the postal is Live Oak, but it's just north of Yuba City, Live Oak, uh, and or Eager Road at 99, or Live Oak at Eager Road. You can get there either way, Live Oak Boulevard. And uh, you drop your kids off, you pick them up, uh, or have somebody else do that, but we'll take care of them, uh, exercise them, educate them, uh, entertain them and feed them. Uh, and they'll, at the end of, end of that 1230 period, they'll have their lunch and, uh, you can pick them up. So kindergarten till fifth to fifth grade, kindergarten to fifth grade. And, uh, if you're a teenager and your teenagers bored to tears, they we're looking for young people to come out and help work with the kids. So you could also do that. So if you're interested in that contact, Jessica, uh, Jessica O. I just say her last name is Onsaga, but it's I just called Jessica O. And uh, I don't have her direct line, but 530-671-3160. You could go on the Church of Glad Tidings website and and look for Arrow Education or Roar, R-O-A-R. There may be a sign up there as well. Check it out, and uh, I'll find out more for next week. But it's just around the corner because it's the 20th, uh, 22nd when you listen to this. And it's starting on the second, but that's a great half day activity where your, your children can meet some new folks and have some good fun and, and we'll do something good for the kids. All right. Uh, let's see. I want to, before we get too far, just mention a few people. I mentioned Dr. Cassidy and, uh, that we were doing, we're reaching out to opiate addicts, uh, pharmaceutical opiates, heroin, fentanyl, uh, Vicodin, Norco, uh, oxys, all that kind of stuff. We want to help them uh, get free and stay free. So uh, the the way we're doing that is we've been passing out a card all over town. It's a large card, uh, not just a business card, but it talks about some of the services we're offering. It has my name and Dr. Cassidy's name on it. Uh, Dr. Cassidy, of course, is the medical provider, and he works at Peachtree uh, Health. And he works in Linda and in Live Oak. So you, you could call either place and get an appointment with him. If you have problems getting an appointment with him, just text him at his cell number. I'm going to give it to you right now. I'm also going to give you my cell number. Uh, and uh, so his cell number is 530-682-8648. So uh, if you need help and you need an appointment, uh, just text him or try Peachtree first. And uh, and if they aren't helpful to you because their front office is not that slick, but he is. So 530-682-8648, text him and just say you need an appointment and you whatever you want to say to him. Brief, just be brief. Okay, you could also, if you have a problem and you need some help, uh, we're uh, on the card we're advertising addiction. We can get you into rehabs. Uh, you can get into met, see his and get met medicine to help you stop the withdrawals. Right. Uh, they're all, he also has ideas on smoking cessation addictions, addiction. A lot of times my addict friends hold on to smoking. It's just a back door back to addiction. So any kind of addiction we're, we're dealing with. And, uh, so Dr. Joe Cassidy and uh, Yuba Sutter counties. Okay. But you can be from another County if you want to dip into the clinic, right. And you could drive down here from another County. No big deal. We don't care where you're from. We want to help you. Okay. So, uh, that's that also North Valley paralegal. I got some trouble here with the County here recently. And, and, uh, the, the la- lady that owns North Valley paralegal is a friend of mine. 
and uh, that's Yanelli Garcia. And she can do stuff better and cheaper than the attorneys in town. And uh, sometimes she's uh, finding problems with what they do. So her number is very simple, 530-751-9289. 530-751-9289. And she's over on Sutter Street in Yuba City. It's right, right just across the levee from the river. And uh, so it's easy to get from Yuba or Sutter County, 751 Sutter Street. And uh, she has normal work hours. Okay, how about uh, Monty Hecker, also a big supporter of this program. All these people support me staying on the air. They support me at the radio station at KMYC and also uh, doing the podcast uh, on the Internet. So uh, Bonnie Hecker with Elite Universal Security at 5548 Feather River Boulevard. And uh, if you need a job, he can help you with that. Man, there's jobs. My friend uh, Yolanda Trevino, she works at Rush Personnel. She's posting $18 an hour jobs for cleanup people, clean up at a warehouse. My friend, I was just told that my friend was working out. Uh, he was took a second job at night cleaning tables at Calusa Casino. He's making eighteen dollars an hour. People, I see people hiring everywhere. You know, you know why people aren't working? Because the government's paying them not to work. I, I would never accept a check to not work. That's ridiculous. It, it just. Uh, when when there's jobs out there, so uh, Monty Hecker will make a, a guard out of you. And uh, he's looking for good people. He's also, he'll keep your place from getting stole, just stripping everything out. He'd be like, you know, we had to, uh, at a warehouse that uh, we had for Glad Tidings, we couldn't keep the tweakers out of that warehouse. They, they, in fact, we would, extra strength, one of them backed through the, the roll-up door, rammed the roll-up door. That's how desperate they were. Rand did $3,000 worth of damage to the roll-up door and took about $100 worth of items. Uh, then they unscrewed the sides off the building, took the whole side off the building. Unbelievable. These people are creative. And uh, so Monty Hecker uh, can figure out ways to stop that, right? So uh, 530-749-0280. Actually, if you want to learn how to shoot and get your gun permit, uh, concealed weapon permit, he can help you with that too. They got their own range and everything out there. Greenitz Construction, one of my friends, Green ETZ, GreenitzConstruction.com or Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook page, Dave Greenitz Construction. If you want to see something, if, you, if you're going to remodel your house, uh, you don't need to like pick and choose between five or six people. These guys will do it right. They'll do it right the first time. It will be unbelievable. And, uh, you, you should just, you should give me a spiff after you do, if you take, after you do, let him do the job and then I've helped you find the, the perfect person to fix your house. Then you should like, give me a hundred dollars spiff or something, right? Like, Hey, I turned you on to the best person. So Greenitz construction, he's been around here for 40 years and, uh, he's the best in town. Uh, then the plumbing doctor, uh, you know, what can you say about plumbers? Just like get in and fix it. Right. The other day I was out at Glad Tidings doing some work out there, and they had the plumber out there working on stuff. I said, oh, what's the problem with the-? They said, Lou, it's just traffic and use, traffic and use. We need to we get in silt in the lines out there because we pump our own water and just had to flush everything out, right? So plumbers are valuable people. 
In fact, if your kid's wondering what to do with his life, maybe you should be a plumber and make $100,000, $80,000 a year and not even have to go to college. Forget college. It's a waste of time. They treat you, teach you stupid stuff over there anyway. 530-671-9111. 530-671-9111. A lot of times people, parents get all caught up. Oh, my kid graduated from Sac State. Yeah, what's he doing? Oh, he's working in a grocery store. Like, what's the use, Right. If if you need a technical degree, like you need a lab, you need to be a some kind of a X-ray technician, or you need to take a, some kind of where you need to get a certificate, or you need to be a nurse, or you need to be a uh, uh, a surgeon or something, a dentist, right? And so you need to go to certain type of schooling, and they most of them use universities until a tech school. One of my friends went to UTI. It's a, it's one of my f- female friends, single mother went to UTI, got herself an amazing job. Right, at, didn't even get out of school, and and uh, uh, equipment operation firm hired her right out of there. She's one of the top people in that school. Hired her out at right right there she didn't need to go to college you just need to go learn something and and go make a lot of money uh honestly people um all right so that's that's the people some of the people that i recommend and and thank you all of you for helping me because you uh, make my life a lot easier uh okay so uh let me scoot down here we got a few minutes left here in in this hour and so that's good let, let me just give you a sense of uh, the two presidents. T- 2010, I, I was on the radio when this when he said this, uh, Barack Obama said, I never said drill, baby, drill, because we can't drill our way out of lower glass, gas prices. You remember, uh, remember the high gas prices back then? And you remember Sarah Palin saying, we just need to drill, baby, drill? And he said, I never said drill, baby, drill, because... We can't drill our way out of lower gas prices. Barack Obama just wasn't the smartest guy around. And uh, so it, to contrast that with two, 2017, seven years later, Trump said we will start a new energy revolution, one that celebrates American production on American soil. Then in 2012, just two years after Barack Obama said, there's no way we can drill our way out of this. So we need to, you know, go with wind power said, even if we drilled every square inch of, this is so amazing how ignorant. Uh, in fact, when, when he was saying these things, I had a guy with bright, brightling, not bright bark, but brightling oil out of Texas, called the radio station and wanted to be on my show, which I couldn't even believe. But he was the president of Brightling Oil. And he said, I want to talk to you, your listeners, about what's going on in the, uh, in uh North Dakota and the oil boom up there. And uh, he said, we can drill our way out of this recession. Remember Barack Obama took, got into a big recession, right? When he came, went right at the tail end of Bush's administration. And um, so he said, we can drill our way out of this, but, but Barack said, no, we can't drill our way out of it. Then he says, even if we drilled every square inch of this country right now, we're going to be relying on other countries for oil. That's totally ridiculous. We got totally oil inde- independent after Trump. So in 2018, from 2012, we had Trump in December. He said the USA now exports more oil. Let me t- listen to this. 
The USA now exports more, more oil than it imports for the first time in 70 years, right? Just because of a difference in regulations. Neither president, Trump or Obama, knew how to drill for oil. Never done that before. All they had to do is allow the oil industry to drill. The government is holding business back. The government has never created jobs. They just have to quit holding business back. The average 2012 U.S. gasoline cost was nearly $4 per gallon under Obama. The average 2018 U.S. gasoline cost was $2.50 per gallon. That's $1.50 cheaper under Trump than Obama. Now, why? Because he allowed the oil and gas industry to just operate without any restraints. Do you remember in Vietnam when those that were living and conscious and adults back then, we gave up on that war because we constantly had right. We told the army they couldn't shoot when they couldn't, couldn't shoot. We managed them. We put all kinds of restraints on the military and it caused a lot of frustration and lost a lot of lives. America constantly is restraining business from being profitable. And so that's why we have $4 gallon gas right now. It's almost $4 right now. And it was $2.50 under Trump. And in some areas, like California, if you're a Californian, we're paying some of the highest, unless you're in downtown New York or something, we're paying some of the highest uh, gallon prices in the United States. It doesn't have to. The only reason we're doing it, in fact, there's an article I have in here. Newsom says he realizes that the gas prices are way up because he's trying to shut down all the fossil fuel in, in, the, in the state. He wants to shut down all the, all the drilling for oil. We have more oil here than they have in the Middle East. In California, we have more. He wants to shut that down. He wants to shut all natural gas down. <clears throat> Years ago, when we, in, back in the 1980s, late 70s and 80s, there was a big push to go electric. And so when we built the Church of Glad Tidings, the first building, we had to, they said, we want you to put all electric uh, units air conditioning units, right? Instead of like going like with propane or in any of your units, we want everything electric in the whole building. And then, then they switched and they said, well, now we have natural, because we didn't have any gas out there at that time. And uh, then then we got natural gas and, and we could change over to it. But the government sw- the government keeps costing everybody a lot of money. Nat- the California, if you stick around here in California and live long enough, <clears throat> they're going to force you to get rid of all your gl- gas appliances. If you have a gas stove, if you have a gas heater, any kind of natural gas, they're going to say, we're cutting off your natural gas, and you just have to operate on electric. The only way we're going get, to get out of that, if you f- get, get rid of Gavin Newsom on the recall, right, by the way, since I brought it up, uh, don't give to any other organizations for for the recall of Gavin unless you give to RecallGavin2020.com. Don't give to other, like DeMaio's group. Do not give to those groups. They're going to waste your money. They're going to use it for other causes. If you want your money to go to the recall, 
Give to recall Gavin, G-A-V-I-N, 2020.com and donate there. Please do that. That that organization has only one purpose, and that is to recall the governor of California. And they're going to spend all the money on that. DeMaio's organization, which has got a similar name now about recall, they are they are working on all kinds of conservative issues, so they want to maintain their organization with a cash cushion. And some of your money will not be spent on the recall, giving it to the DeMaio group. So uh, recall uh, Gavin2020.com. We're going to take a break here. Uh, this is the end of our fifth segment, and we got one more to go, and then we're going to call it a night. It's a late night, by the way. Okay, we're doing good. Yeah, these limited government people are crazy. <laughs> no, I am pro-government. I am pro-big government. I think that they operate and run things effectively and efficiently. So, yeah, my husband and I, we, uh, we send our kids to private school. Gosh, you see how big that house is? <laughs> Can you imagine the carbon footprint on that thing? Nobody needs a house that big. Am I right? I mean, nobody. Oceans are rising, okay? Polar bears are dying. Did you see that the Obamas bought a $15 million mansion in Martha's Vineyard? Oceanfront property? Ugh, gorgeous. They are the cutest. Are they not the cutest? Life goals. If we ban abortions, people will just get them illegally, okay? This is just tragic. We need to ban assault weapons, okay? Open borders. Oh, I am all for open borders. I mean, who are we to say who can and cannot live amongst us? Honey, did you, did you, uh, did you lock the gate? Yes? Did you lock the doors? Okay. Did you set the alarm? Okay, good night. I believe in science, okay? A fetus? No, that's just a clump of cells. I wholeheartedly support free speech. Yeah, I still cannot believe what Roseanne said. I mean, I'm so glad they fired her. It is so beautiful to see these people in Hong Kong fighting for freedom, fighting for democracy. Yeah, I mean, I support communism, uh, socialism. <laughs> I mean, whatever it takes to get Trump out of office. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't eat meat. <laughs> yeah, cows emitting gas. The carbon dioxide is just terrible for the environment. Yeah, we're going on like a three week vacay to Europe. We're gonna fly into Venice and then we're gonna do a cruise all the way around Europe, uh, take several trains. It's just gonna be amazing. Ugh. I am
am so sick of seeing innocent people being killed. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it was the right call for her to have the abortion. I have something pretty serious to share today. It's sad that the only way I found out about this is that I have people who send me intel. Otherwise, I would have had no idea because it's not covered by any major news. One of the reasons why I do what I do is because most of the news networks refuse to cover what is actually going on in the United States. We have a domestic terrorist in our nation right now. They're called Antifa. Maybe the meaning of domestic terrorism has changed in the past year. But to me and to most Americans, domestic terrorism means people who want to attack the US and everything a part of it, right? So cops, buildings, post office, women, whatever it is. And that is Antifa. I'm sure most of you have heard about George Floyd. Trial just ended and Derek Chauvin was proven guilty. I've talked about my opinion on that a ton, so I'm not gonna go into that. But the defense had a witness testify saying that Derek Chauvin's actions were justified. His name is Barry Broad. It's a pretty common practice when somebody is in a trial for the defense to call witnesses to help their case. Same as if a prosecutor wants to call witnesses to help their case against the defense. And there was a bunch of talk about how this trial was not gonna be fair because there are so many threats against police officers, against the whole system, that it's almost impossible for a jury to be impartial. Antifa put Barry Broad on a hit list. They went to his house and they threw pig blood all over it. The IT team has learned the group's leader who goes by the screen name Marb is a 25 year old college student. So this is the list here. Tells me he copied what the group calls its target list. People they want to dox, to publish their private information, their addresses and phone numbers, to surveil them for possible vandalism. After his testimony, they placed Barry Broad at the top of the list, and within an hour of the attacks, Marb is back on Wicker at 3.48 a.m. telling the group, Hey, y'all, late notice, but some comrades took action at a house owned by Barry Broad, and if someone could swing by in the morning and get pictures, our comrades would be very grateful. Pig blood. I don't know what the government is doing. I don't know if the FBI went woke. I don't know if the CIA went woke. But it's starting to seem like that because these people continue to get off with what they're doing. The leader of this group Antifa in this area of the nation was charged with assaulting an officer and he was let off. The group's leader who goes by the screen name Marb is a 25-year-old college student who was arrested for felony assault on a police officer last year at this Oakland riot after the death of George Floyd. The district attorney declined to file charges. Now a Trump supporter actually infiltrated one of these groups and I'm going to play you some audio of what this group leader has said. I think it would be sick to organize something a little more extreme for National Workers Day. It's May Day, baby. It's like, come out and take take something over with us. I don't, I don't know, but let's people. Let's some cops. Like, yes. that's right. People that look like you and me, except very different values in life, are saying that crap in their little group. And they're not domestic terrorists. As Sleepy Joe liked to put it, they're an idea. Here's the most fucked up part about this. They have a hit list. They literally have a list. Cops, people who have spoke out about Antifa. The target list also includes the head of the deputy sheriff's union, what they call killer deputies. 
officers involved in fatal confrontations, and Trump supporters, including Sandy Metzger. And I really came out strongly against Antifa and BLM. <laughs> we, went, we went to Sandy Metzger's yeah, house. Yeah, we have <laughs> went to Sandy Metzger's house. But they are still roaming the streets like nothing is going on. The Portland mayor said, help us unmask these people. I'm sorry, what? You defunded your police. Now you want the citizens to just unmask them? How about you go and arrest them? Who gives a shit if they're wearing a mask or not? If you see somebody throw a brick through the building, arrest them, charge them, put them in jail. Not that hard. These people on this hit list are people like you and me. They are people who have families. They are people who love America. They are people who care love and can die to the fbi cia whoever else is involved get your head out of your ass the dry cleaner i can't stand because i don't think he's doing it i don't know what goes on back there but i cannot conceive of such a thing as actual dry cleaning we all accept it because we see the stores everywhere but think about it dry well, what is dry you can't clean something dry what do they do tap it shake it blow on it there's got to be some kind of a liquid back there did you ever get something on your clothes and get it off with a fingernail? That's dry cleaning. That is the only dry cleaning. I brought this guy in a suede jacket, got spots on it because I was in the rain. Says there's nothing we can do. Water ruins leather. Now, aren't cows outdoors a lot of the time? When it rains, do the cows go up to the farmhouse? Hey, let us in. We're all wearing leather out here. Hey, open up, man. I'm suede. I'm living suede. Dry clean only is definitely the only warning label that human beings actually respect. You know, they'll look at cigarettes. This will give you cancer, kill you, kids, everything. Ah, oh, screw it. I'll do whatever the hell I want. Don't drink this medicine and operate heavy machinery. Oh, glug, 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 glug. Who cares? That's for people that don't know what the hell they're doing. I'm a pro. But if you have something that's dry clean only and somebody goes to put it in the washing machine, don't put it in the washing machine, it's dry clean only, you're crazy out of your mind! sixth segment last segment of the night or the day however it is for you and um let's see i want to um comment on a couple education things one is uh you heard about the 1619 project that came up at, during the trump administration it wasn't from the trump administration but uh a lady um her name is Nicole Hannah-Jones. She came up with this thing called the 1619 Project, which basically said that, and I want to read it right out of this article. She claimed um, that the United States was founded on the institution of slavery as well as the legalized discrimination against black Americans and has been heavily scrutinized um, as a result. She has. 
Uh, so anyway, they're incorporating the 1619 project in, in all the schools, and uh, the Trump administration was countering that which uh, with another project called the 1776 Project, I think, and showing that this woman, uh, this project was full of inaccuracies and lies and propaganda. And uh, so anyway, I, this caught my attention is that the University of North Carolina, I don't know what provoked them. She's a writer also for the New York Times. She's author of the divisive 1619 Project, again, Nicole Hannah-Jones. But she had applied for tenure, uh, which means they can't fire her unless she slits a person's throat or does something funky, really funky. They just can't get dissatisfied with her performance. She's got a lifetime deal. It's the only profession in the world that you, a teacher, uh, which I think is totally ridiculous, and you have a guaranteed uh, job for the rest of your life. So she lost her tenure offer at the University of North Carolina. I'm just shocked. It's called the Hussman School, Hussman School of Journalism and Media uh, because of the backlash. Isn't, isn't it interesting how they term it, backlash, as opposed to like, well, her document is full of lies. Following backlash over her unfactual and biased work, which is what it is. It's unfactual and it's biased. She happens to be black, but there's white people that write stupid stuff as well. University of North Carolina is backing down from offering Hannah Joins a tenured spot at its journalism school and will instead offer her a fixed five-year contract, according to the school. Thank you, Jesus. They did that. Uh, it, it happened three weeks after it was announced Hannah Jones would have a tenured position. So they changed their mind. And uh, now they're going to call her a professor of the practice, which I guess they call non-tenured people. Uh, so that it says here, Senate, Senator Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who's a pussy, has referred to the curriculum as politicized and divisive and is leading a group of senators to call on the Biden administration to withdraw the project from the federal grant programs. They're given already given money to, to just total lies. Um, the James G. Martin Center for Academic Renewal blasted Hannah Jones as unqualified to be a tenured professor because her work is unfactual and biased. In Virginia, parents are fighting back against the Loudoun County School Board for seeking to implement racist CRT in schools. That's critical race theory in schools. That's happening in Marysville Joint Unified. I want to read you something in a second. Uh, it's, it's an academic CRT. Racist CRT is an academic movement teaching children that U.S. is fundamentally racist and that they must view every social interaction and person in terms of race or color in order to be anti-racist. Now, let me say this. <clears throat> Liberals <clears throat> claim that they are not racist, but they are the chief racist in the United States. The the concept of evolution, and I can't spend too much time on this because I only have 14 minutes left. The teaching of evolution, the people that 
were proponents or advocates of evolution were racists. They believed that men and women evolved from, from slime over long periods of time. Slime plus time, you go from an amoeba to an amazing human being, right? That can make an, uh, a device to fly you to the moon. That's quite an accomplishment from slime plus time. So the concept there with Charles Darwin and those people, they were a combination of racists. In other words, they believed that there wasn't one human race, but many races, and that the black race was a slower developing race, and they just weren't as evolved or advanced or bright as white folks. Now, I, I didn't say that. I don't believe that. But I will get criticized because I'm telling you what they teach your kids in school that's full baloney. I don't know. Have you seen the mask on Mauchi, the meme, the mask on Mauchi? And it's one of those packs of baloney. You buy sliced baloney in a pack, and it's got, it looks like it's connected to his face. Fauci is full of baloney. But people will criticize me because I'm telling you the truth. I'm not a racist. I believe there's one race, the human race. And it has many flavors to it, black, brown, Asian, whatever you want to call it, yellow. It doesn't make any difference to me what you call it. The fact is people get on me because I'm telling the truth that that Darwin and those people were eugenists. If you don't know that term, they thought that there were certain races of people that were less evolved in others, and they shouldn't be let, you know, it's kind of the runt of the litter. You shouldn't allow them to live. You should purge them, right? Abort them. That's what we should do, abort them or sterilize them, right? Eugenists, that means it has to do with eliminating uh, groups of people. They called them human weeds, blacks, Puerto Ricans, gypsies they call them human weeds the nazis would call the jews human weeds and we need to weed the garden right spray roundup on them or put zyklon gas on them made by i think the rockefellers were making the, the gas right so we gas them we spray roundup you know the liberals oh my god glyphosate's you know it's going to give you cancer but they don't have any problem killing a kid gassing people so uh the eugenists teaching evolution that there were certain favored races in fact the title of his that the title of his project was originally uh about favored races in other words they were favored by uh what do they call it uh natural selection they were favored right? They changed the title of his Darwin's book. You can, you can find it on the internet spelled correctly. They believed in a favored race. The white people were the favored ones. The black people, the colored people were not the favorite ones. That's Charles Darwin. You like him. I don't. He was just misinformed. He maybe was a nice guy to have a go have a beer with or smoke some weed with, but he was wrong. He was just wrong. But we've been teaching it for 100 years. That was like in 1850. 
So now they're teaching critical race theory. It's nuts. You should not subject. Listen, don't even try. We're going to try to fight this. But you only have your kid as a first grade or a kindergarten or a second grade, third, fourth, fifth. I used to argue with people, don't waste a year of their life being taught stupid stuff. I got a thing here. It's called the vision, the mission of, of Marysville Joint Unified School District. It says, this is so much propaganda together, serving every student every day in every way. What are you going to write a pop song here? Serving every student this school has never been involved in that. They're serving every teacher. That's what school is all about. The union is serving every teacher. You can hear the rubber burning as soon as that bell rings at the end of the day. That's, that teacher has got the tires fired up on their They're out of there. They don't care about these kids. Teaching together, serving every who who writes this stuff? There's stuff in here. And um, when I get in, I can't spend a lot of time on this. Honestly, you need to get a copy of this. It says a vision, mission, equity definition, equity imperative, equity policy. They're teaching all their people equity, equity, equity. It's like everybody has to be the same. Nobody gets bonuses. Everybody gets paid the same, regardless of effort. The, there's there's kids that have suffered that because somebody hundreds of years ago in their past had a rough go. So we got to make a change for them. This is so amazing. Whoever writes this, remember I talked a while back that I, I mocked Dr. Lou. She wrote some stuff on how they, how they can run their school and, and take care of the masks and do all that. It wasn't even literate. I don't know whether she was having a bad day. She was on meds herself. It wasn't even literate. Now I read this. Uh, th listen to this. All students will have multiple ways of learning and demonstrating that they have learned those things required. What do you mean? The, if I wrote that in a term paper, those things, a, a, a writing instructor would mock me saying, what, what do you mean things? What are things? Why don't you tell me what the things are, Lou? They'd write it in red right up on the border. They'd say, what is things? Can't you write? Can't you describe? This is like the people running our schools. They said they have learned those things required by the district graduation requirements and grade level. It's not even literate, people. And these are the people. This is the master program here, students. It just, it just makes me so mad. Equity, definite Equity. Listen to this, people. Equity is embodied by an understanding that not every human starts with the same opportunities. I feel like I'm going to cry. Due to the multitude of existing institutional and societal structures. Oh, it's just designed to destroy people. Black, brown, and pink ones. And transsexual ones and people that, that are multiple genders over their lifetime. From this understanding, there developed a desire to level. We need to level the playing field. That playing field is so difficult for some people for all our students by offering supports and resources and systems. What system are you talking about? People you're going to lift people. You kick people out. You kick poor kids. You kick kids that don't perform. You kick kids that can't learn the way you're teaching. You've got a one size factory over there. It's a sausage factory. Kids that want to work with their hands. They want to stack brick. They want to run electricity. They want to work with their hands, frame houses, pour concrete. You treat them like second class citizens at Marysville high school. You killed all the ROP. Do you call 
you you run people like they're all going to go to some institution called Cal State Sacramento where they're going to propagandize them. Ec- equity work requires race conscious, intersectional people. See the the people that wrote the mission, they're not even literate. Then you get down here and and they're using words. It's all uh, what they call euphemisms, Ec- intersectional inclusive approach to create new systems that ensure differentiated resources and support so that each student has an opportunity for equal success. There's no equal success. I just read the thing before people that don't want to put in any, any effort are not going to get equal success. unless you want to have a socialist program where you just give me, you give us all 20,000 a year and it doesn't matter whether anybody puts any effort into it. The, the slogan in Vietnam, they told me after communism was people pretended to work and the government pretended to pay them. People that weren't farmers were told to go farm rice. People that weren't business people were told to work, go work in the factory or go work in business. They were farmers instead of they, everybody was told what to do. This is what we're going to people. Socialism. They, every kid Equity of outcomes equals success, people. That isn't true in life. I just read you a thing. If you work harder, you get better. People that work extra, it's like the, the guy told about the doctor who worked harder. He's he's able some people just put more effort in and accomplish more. That's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. So uh anyway. This, you, there's a reason why all your administrators are quitting. Mrs. Osumi, Mr. Cena, that I don't know the gentleman's name out in Calusa County. He left. They don't want to put up with that. They don't want, they read this document. I had a person come to me, an employee of the school. She was crying. She was so frustrated because she has to, she doesn't even have anything to do with educating kids. And she has to be trained on this. It's ridiculous, people. It's nonsense. We need to reject it. We need to fill. You know how to reject it? Fill that that board of trustees room up and just say, just t- make copies of this and tear it up right in front of them and burn it right in the right in the hall. Just bring a can in and burn it. Just say, we don't want anything. We don't, or, or just pull your kids out. The easiest thing is to pull your kids out and homeschool them. They don't have to put up with all this nonsense. I was going to talk to you about something else, and I just can't, my mind, oh, shoot. Yeah, I want to talk to you about this. This, you know, it's interesting. We're going to have rolling back blackouts. You know that, don't you? You've been hearing about it. Rolling blackouts. Do you know, let me just say this, and I'm going to run out of time. Either way, I'm just, I'm, I'm goofed now. 20, you know what they found? Some University of California <clears throat> researchers at Davis, UC Davis people, just up the road here. They found out that 20% of electric car owners over the last several years, I can't quote it, I'm trying to find it while I'm... Uh, you know how people have gone out and buy these Prius and then they buy the Teslas and they buy all these different kinds of cars. 20% of them are going back to gas. You know why? 
because it's a hassle to uh, to recharge their car. It's just a pain. Pain. Now, when there's a, a blackout or a brownout, whatever they call it, rolling bl- brownouts, where are you going to get your juice, right? Unless you have a, a generator. So the the you know it's kind of cool. You know how people buy things and they think, oh, I shouldn't have bought this. They have buyer's remorse. You know what buyer's remorse is. And so what's happening is people are saying they get they're getting rid of their electric cars. And uh, so uh, it says here between 2012 and 2018, 20 percent of electric vehicle car owners say charging the battery takes too long. And it's a big hassle. Did you know that it takes about sixteen hundred dollars to hook up an electric hookup for your car in your house? And you have to have a special permit and you have to have a special installation guy to do it. Did you know that? They also discovered nearly two-thirds of <clears throat> PEV drivers in the survey said they didn't use public charging stations, the electric version of the gas station. So the other thing is uh, it just takes too long. I had a friend who bought a brand-new Tesla, and, and they wanted to drive up to Tahoe or something, so they had to plan to recharge. Uh, they were nervous, and they had to plan to recharge on the way. Well, you just can't stop in and fill up like you can with the gas. you got to go find something to do for an hour or so to get a fresh charge. Uh, the, the governor's executive order says addresses closure and remediation of former oil extraction sites. They're shutting down all the fossil fuel and gas, natural gas. So that means gasoline. And then they're putting all the chips on, on electric. Well, where are they going to get the electricity? Because they, the last time we had a collapse, remember when it had the brownouts, it got, it wasn't windy. So they couldn't make any wind energy and they ran, they ran short of energy in the state of California, right? They ran short. So they had to throw in the towel. And, uh, so the, uh, the electric car thing's not working. If you don't have energy, you cannot run the electric cars. And so the other way you can produce energy is coal based. Now the environmentalists don't like coal either. Uh, but coal is producing a lot of electricity in the United States of America. Coal is primarily used to fuel, to generate electric power in the United States. Uh, the largest coal deposit is in the U.S. by volume is the Powder River Basin in Wyoming and Montana. And uh, it contains 1.07 trillion short tons of in-place coal reserves. So we got a problem. Don't jump on those electric cars too quick. Uh, I'm out of time. And so, uh, if you want to start listening to KMYC, I'll be on from 10 to noon unless uh, they change my hours and you can listen live. They, you can't listen on any of your devices. You got to have an old school radio cause they don't have that system set up yet. They're rebuilding the studio. So have a good week. God bless you. And, uh, thanks for listening. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them.
Sugar to kiss. Sugar to kiss.